And hey everybody, welcome to Starkville's House of L. For This is episode 80 for the episode Traveler. And we're coming to you a bit early. We're so stoked about this episode that we just wanted to come right out of the gate as quick as we could, right off the hills of this episode, and get Shu out to you. Derek, how's it going, man? It's going good. I think this was so huge and unprecedented. I said this last week, and I hope nobody was disappointed by us talking it up a whole lot because I've been checking the forums. We were in the live chat with some folks tonight just making sure that nobody was disappointed by this episode. And I don't think anybody was, but we felt like, why not get it out early? And I, I, I feel like we should do the same thing for Veritas, too, and get this out as early to people as possible, especially those people who drive into work, you know, got a long way in, they get to the office, they got nothing to do all day at the office. You should be working, but you're listening to us. <laughs> and because I mean, that's the emails we get. I'm at the office all day. I listen to podcasts, love yours, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking they just saw the episode. Why would, wouldn't they just loved it? You know, turn right around and hear about it. So here we are. And, uh, what a great time to talk about it when it's so fresh on our minds. We used to do this back in the day, Tucker and the guys and I used to, but we didn't get it out till later in the weekend, but we talk about it uh, right after it happened. So I, I, I'm pumped to be doing this right now. My voice is still just dying on me. But uh, Derek scratched his larynx, everyone. That is the official word from the doctor. I have scratched my larynx. Uh, How'd you do that, buddy? We don't know. Come on. I, seriously, I have no idea. You were you were down in too many donuts at one time, weren't you? I was at a Madonna concert, yeah. and let me just say, <laughs> she puts I was all screaming. I was all screaming, woo! And, and you uh, know, I just I, I got into it, and, and here we are. So and all of a sudden, her Vogue bra just jammed me. Oh in the yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that this will be the last time. By the time Veritas airs, this will all be gone. Because I want to talk about Veritas for about three hours. Well, I, I just assumed we were going to do this next week for Veritas. What, what, late? I mean, yeah. early? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. well, late, kind of early. You know what I mean. Yeah, we're going to do this again because Veritas, oh, Veritas, we're going to be, we're going to be up all night talking about that one, like making cookies and stuff. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be important. We're going to be baking, we're going to be getting some waffles going. Hey, making popcorn, pillow fights, it's going to be the whole nine yards. Pillow fight! Veritas needs to, I don't know if, Veritas, I might even venture to say, needs to happen live. Well, that would be... That'd be something that we've never really done here before, other than when we did Justice, uh, which we won't talk about. Uh, but, you know, it's... <laughs> oh, did you uh, see that? That was neat. Yeah. Us looking at the TV screen. Who who came up with that idea? <laughs> Tucker. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But we, we've got so much to talk about tonight. We've got a bunch of emails to read. Traveler was huge. We've got to talk about that. We've got some breaking news as we're talking. Uh, and we've got a few shoe things to go over right now. Uh, the first thing, let's let's just... I mean, let's get it out of the bag. Let's clear the air. Let's clear the Steve, air. Steve, since this was your idea. <gasps> you do not put this idea on me at all. You, this was totally your idea. No. <laughs> you have to fess up for it. You no, have to fess up not. for it right now. Yes, you did. Yes, I, you you did. made me announce it last week. This was not I, my idea. Yeah, oh, you! I will pull up the conversation and take a picture of it and put it in the AAC right now. This was your idea. Go ahead. You, do it because I don't think it's there. Picture of the conversation of Derek's idea here. Well, I'll go, if it was AIM, I can't find it. Oh, exactly. That, well, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. It, you, 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 you apologize right now. Okay, Derek is sorry because last <sighs> week he made me mention that we were going to do a cross, um, not a crossroads. That's Tim's podcast. We were going to do <laughs> a supernatural 
podcast, Supernatural Starkville. And it was kind of an early April Fool's joke because everyone sees April Fool's jokes coming on April Fool's. So we thought we'd jump the gun and just let you guys know. We were just ribbing you a bit, having a good time, having some fun. And I think people got a little more excited about it than they should have. <laughs> yeah, people are very excited about it. The amount of emails we've gotten for it was huge. So um, we're not doing one because there is already a Supernatural podcast for you to listen to that Tim hosts Crossroads. It wasn't really an April Fool's joke to you guys. It was an April Fool's joke to Tim because we heard Tim was talking bad about Steve and I <laughs> the other night. And we, were, and, and we had proof that Tim was talking bad about Steve and I. We were like, well, we're going to have to get Tim for this. So... Tim, the reason Steve and I have not talked to you for the past week is because we are not very good liars, so we had to uh, keep up with the joke. So it, we're all cool. The official Supernatural podcast of our group is Crossroads, so be sure to check that out. And Tim does a fine job with Crossroads. And Tim does a great job. There's no never, need to come on with a, with no, a Supernatural podcast. No, we would podcast. never hone in on that, but we, we felt the need to um, pull some cords. So, so And uh, Tim, it was Derek's idea. No, sir. No, sir. I said, we need to pull an April Fool's joke. And you said, we should tell him. We're, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about it. I'll just, I'm going to yell at you later. <laughs> I'm going to go back and edit this so it sounds like you did it. That's all I <gasps> You jerk. I'm going to edit my own. <laughs> I don't know how. Two different versions. That's all it comes down to. So that is just an April Fool's joke. And we are not doing one. We're, we're all about the Smallville and somewhat about the Terminator and somewhat about the heroes. Mostly about the Smallville. Because, you know, there's new episodes of Smallville, and there's not new episodes of anything else going out right now. And that's Smallville that's is staying us. the course. It's, it is. You know, we've got um, six more to go. Yes. Wow. Six more. With a two-week break in there, that's, that brings us to eight weeks uh, until the finale, which airs on May 15th. We'll get to that in a minute and get into Smallville news. Uh, one other thing I failed to mention last week, and I posted on the side, and want to thank everybody who made mention of it. Um, Leaving comments and whatnot. Tucker and I did not get chosen to do the uh, Superman, Man of Steel, Superman Returns sequel. They uh, they passed on our idea, which is fine. It was great. It was great to be chosen. We got to meet a lot of people. They they we were told they liked our story. Um, we appreciate you know it went on. It was a very long ongoing process. If you remember, I when did I announce that Steve back in October? That was moons ago. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, way October. a long time ago. That and was before I came on the show. I think. Yeah, it was. It was. And we didn't get um, told the definite decision after all the meetings with our agent and everything. We didn't get told the definite decision until about two weeks ago. So that's that's how down to the wire it came after the strike got over with. In fact, it was a matter of days after the strike got over with. Well, and you <laughs> guys sure were actually no... in the top running for for the choice, weren't you? I mean, we like... were told that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Hollywood. People blow smoke up, up other people all the time. So I don't... Given what we know now, I don't know how much I believe that. I'd love to. I'd love to believe that we were one of the top choices. Um, I do know several people at Warner Brothers that really enjoy the story, and um, that that honored me as much as probably getting chosen for the thing. The, the people actually enjoyed what we had to say. We thought we had a really original story based off the events of Superman Returns. So uh, it was a fun ride. The good news is that just because they didn't choose ours doesn't mean they're going forward. Brian Singer's back in action. They are moving forward with a new storyline. Um, so no harm, no foul. You know, we, we took a shot. We didn't get it. Somebody else did. And they're still making a movie. We're not going to have to wait 19 years for another Superman movie. No. That excites me. We're probably looking 2010. Most likely. Wouldn't you think? Well, that's better than 2000, you know, right. Well, I'm just, I'm I saying, mean, I'm saying if we had to speculate at yeah, this point. Yeah. Cause I mean, the script's not written yet, but the story's there and Tucker and I weren't out to write the script at all. 
we would have <laughs> gladly. I would have gladly undertaken that, but we we just pitched a really detailed treatment that was um, several several pages long that we had worked out scene by scene, and and we're proud of it. Um, a lot of people have asked if we can release that. We can't for legal reasons. It was officially solicited by Warner Brothers, so that won't be available to the public eye. Um, but that could mean that it show up in some other fashion someday. Uh, maybe not for this film, but in some other form. So that's why I can't share it. They may um, take elements of your story and put into the script. Right. Uh, and, of course, we would be told about that. Right. You know, it'd be fine with that, and which would be amazing because we would be credited for that. You know, when you go in the theater and the planet explodes and the names go flying through the screen. So um, I, I'm... <laughs> Someone well, out there who's good with graphics and stuff, make a Superman opening with Derek Russell's name in it, please. <laughs> You don't have to do that. Please do that. No, you don't have to do that. Uh, that would be that'd be funny. That'd be an, I I would like frame that and put it up with all my other really cool stuff in my office. Um, speaking of cool stuff in my office, we've got one more thing to get to, and shoe news, and then we've got a lot of Smallville news. Um, this is a difficult topic to tackle, and that's also very difficult to say. Topic to tackle. Um, Last week, Steve and I were talking about the future of Smallville and what these next few episodes were going to mean for the rest of the season and how that was going to pan out until Season 8 and how different Season 8 was going to be. And I made the comment um, that I believe that given the scene that we saw between Chloe and Lex last week during Hero, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat, um, that there was going to be a huge confrontation i did not say there was going to be one i said i believe and people have gone back and tried to pick apart what i said anyway the chloe fans went crazy on my butt uh on both steve and i they went crazy on the show they attacked house of l essentially um well people got riled up and i don't understand people why. got excited because they they went around saying that we confirmed this as a spoiler if if we don't if it's not already public knowledge that it's said in the past and we don't say it at the end of the episode it's speculation on our parts um now if we get to the end of the episode and we're like yes we know blah 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 but we can't say it um in the midst of the original midst of the whole other 45 minutes of the episode there's a reason for that it's a spoiler some people don't want to be spoiled well, and, and, and the thing is, I tell you what kind of bothered me about the situation, not to go too negative, but there were a lot of people talking who have never listened to the show. Yes. And in fact, we even had someone come on the forums and, and apologize saying, I listened to you guys and realized that this was speculation and you guys do a great show and I'm sorry I hadn't listened until now and that kind of thing. Donnie. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Donnie was on the forums and, and Donnie was the one that made the comment. And well, let's just say where it happened. It happened on television without pity, which I'm not a huge fan of their forums anyways because people bash stuff all the time, and I don't think they do a good job of cleaning up their mess when people attack stuff. Well, let's just be honest tonight, Well, dude. I am. I am. I don't, I don't <laughs> like communities where people are, people are only looking out for themselves. I think we've got a good forum. Just like when someone blames someone else for an April Fool's joke. That's not looking out for other people. I, you did that. <laughs> your, your, your hands are as red Anyhow, as Anyhow, television without pity. I well, you know, I was just it left a real bad taste in my mouth because when it came out that it um you know that cuz I'm I saw it happen and I tried to do as much crowd control as I possibly could because I didn't want this getting out all over the place that there were going to be a huge confrontation. I had every reason to believe there was going to be one from stuff that I knew, but I did not know that for certain. So after what the scene that we saw in Hero, I was like this is building towards something and Steve and I really believe that it was i still think it is 
Well, I mean, it is now. We'll get to that part in a minute. So I start going around the forums because, you know, you can see where people are linking the House of Hell website. And I'm like, oh, we're, we're all over coming through. And there was a Krypton site thread, which everybody was really nice on there. Love everybody on the Krypton site forums because, I mean, they know what they're doing over there. And they they clean out the riffraff and everything. And so, we, you know, we didn't have any problems with them. Because I'm on there. I'm a moderator on the Krypton site forums. And I got in there when people started saying they said, they said, they said. And I was like, guys, I, you know, I'm sorry if y'all took it the wrong way. All I said was it was speculation. Everybody was real cool with it. You know, and I'm a big teddy bear. I'm not going to say anything bad. Steve's cuddly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all he is. It hurts. So, you know, there was no problem there. So then I get on the television without pity forums, and it gets announced that um, that we were just speculating. It wasn't. A true fact, and some people got real upset with us. Not only us, but they were like, "But you know, to quote some people, why does anybody listen to this podcast?" Well, my thing is, is I don't understand why people were getting upset. I don't either. You know, that's, it's like, are you if because here's the thing: if you've ever listened to this podcast, you're going to know that the two biggest Chloe fans in the world have been a part of this podcast. That's Will, the second biggest, and then me, the biggest <laughs> Chloe fan out there, and. <laughs> And it's like, you know, in stature and in enthusiasm for the character. Oh, yes. Um, you know, but it, it's a thing where if you listen to us, you know that we're not bashing Chloe. I'm going to be honest. I hate it for all you Lana fans. I'm going to be quicker if I'm going to bash a character. I'm going to bash Lana before I bash Chloe. Well, I mean. But, but I don't not like the little, I mean, I enjoy the Lana character, too, to an extent, you know. And, and I I well, know. I mean, the comments were coming down to the wire, and they were like, why is anybody listening to this podcast if all they're doing is speculating? We can do that. And I was like, why is anybody reading fan fiction when that stuff's not going to ever happen? But, you know, I don't really, you know, hold grudges or, or bitter or anything. Well, uh, what is, I mean, that is what a podcast for a television show is. Yeah, You know, it is, it is, let's speculate what's going on, and let's interact with the fans and see what their speculation is, and let's, you know... If we know stuff ahead of time, we're going to talk about it at the end of the show where it belongs. If we're speculating on things, we're as much fans as anybody else. So, I mean, that's all it came down to. It just left a real bad taste in my mouth of people that were so so easy to jump to bitterness just because they thought something was a confirmed spoiler or not. But then, my hero for the night, Craig Byrne, you know, you know, we're talking and he's like, you want me to just make every, you know, I mean, he was like, you want me to just make it better for you? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, because there is a confrontation coming. And I was like, I figured as much. So then he goes and posts on Krypton's side that we were right and that a confrontation between the two characters were coming in Descent, which is the 16th episode. So that made So me everybody a lot can kiss my nose. Uh, well, that's getting a little proper. But, you know, it's... uh. I'm fine with it. And I was fine with it was happening, but I was just like, this is really juvenile that people would just automatically and you know, golf collapse for Adele for jumping yes. in and, yeah. and jumping in and on the on the TWOP forums and and taking up for shoe when everybody else was bashing it. And then, you know, they went and deleted Adele's post but left everybody that was bashing House of L. How about mm -hmm. that? That's kinda rude, I think. Well, you know, uh, Adele went into enemy territory, and she got burned, and so uh, she's a hero. She's a hero she for the back, show and the forum. She went back into enemy territory like a, after like it was a confirmed. Trooper. After it was confirmed that we were right, she went back. So. And talked smack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't hold, like her, her initial post going in was very civil, 
was very nice. It Extremely. Was, you know, not like the ones that were bashing Shu to begin with, which got left in a spoiler forum where Shu had nothing to do with it. You know, and they just start bashing our show. But and, uh, and then and, Adele went in, and she's like, "Look, these guys know what they're talking about. They were don't on mess the with the crazy Australians. They'll nah, get you. Oh no, don't mess with her. They'll she, cold cock she's, you. She's got that look. They'll you know, cold cock you. So we just want to clear that up. We're as much fans as anybody. We love the show. That's why we do this. We get riled up about it, and you know, it's awesome. The stuff tonight, amazing, amazing television. Probably one of the best episodes this season. And we're gonna we're gonna talk it to death here in the next few minutes. And when we do that. If it's not something that's already known, you know, we are speculating as much as you guys are, but we've got a, you know, and we're told time and time again, and we're not bragging that we've just got a better outlook on things because we know the history of the show so well. And, you know, we just try to bring that into this. We try to adapt everything for you guys because, I mean, there's, you can't always go back and watch old episodes. People can't. So they like to be reminded of stuff here, and you're like, oh, yeah. So that's all we're trying to do. We're just providing a service. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's all it really comes down to. I mean, we're we're not sitting here making money every week. We're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts, and, and we're doing uh, it because it's fun. You know, and this we is are supposed doing to be fun. It's, fun. it's it's supposed it's entertainment. To be fun. It's nothing to get worked up and, and no, fussy about. Never. That's why we you have know, a good and time that's on why, forums. That's you know that's what I do over on geekoutonline dot com. Oh my god! <laughs> you you are the most shameless whore I have ever met in my entire <laughs> life. You know that. You know, geekoutonline.com, I call it a safe place for geeks because that's where we just go to celebrate what we enjoy. At geekoutonline.com. <laughs> well, let's let's jump into some Smallville and Superman news because we don't want to bring this show down. And, I, and I'm not bashing anybody like they did us uh, because there's no reason to. It's a, it's a TV show. Get over it, people. You know, some people just take this way, way too seriously. And they just need to sit back and remember that this is a TV show. And, I, you know, I may be obsessed with their favorite character, but... That character doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, let's just put it plainly. If somebody thinks Chloe Sullivan exists, they've, they've got a problem. Because she doesn't. Um, Allison is not Chloe. Allison portrays Chloe. Is that is that a shock to anybody, Steve? Did I just wreck your whole Did I shatter not, your Not at all. Not at all. Because um, I, I, I recognize that. I can separate fantasy from reality. Thank you. Well, then you are a trooper, sir. I try to be. Rod's making out with his sister. <laughs> my whole go, world just been shattered man everybody go red hot rod please well, let's get into you know we've done a good job here you know we've taken what we uh what we know here and want to adapt it for you guys so let's talk about some smallville news speaking of allison mack we're both big fans of her we love chloe she doesn't exist but hey we still are big fans and allison uh actually sent us a message uh that we're are we posted on the houseville website uh back on the 17th of this month and um she is going to be at the egg, which is—I uh, don't know exactly what the egg is. Do you? Maybe I'm just uncultured. It's—I'm uh, not—I don't know. But apparently, there's going to be an amazing music festival. That's is it all some about kind of concert acapella. house? I don't know. It's in Albany, New York. She's going to be there on April 5th and 6th. She's all about the acapella music right now. Her, Kristen—it's a big deal. They're trying to support it uh, and supporting the arts. And she just calls it the coolest thing since sliced bread, which you know that's awesome. So if you're in the area, go see Allison. April 5th and 6th, she wants everybody to come out and support this this acapella music. Huge thing, so go do that. Um, there's a link on our website. Go check that out. I'll put it down here. And uh, she's also going to be at uh, the Superman celebration this year in Metropolis, Illinois. Will, let's go. I think Will's already got his tickets. Uh, Actually, I think Will's already sitting camped outside waiting. 
<laughs> I think he seriously said he grabbed the tent and he just left. He's so, just there. Um, that, He's on the street. That'll be later this year, so be on the lookout for that. I haven't heard them announce who else is going to be there yet, so I don't know if she'll be the only name or not. Margot Kidder usually goes. Noelle Neal will probably be there. Yeah, Noelle Neal. So, um, so you know, keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out on the site. We'll, we'll be sure to post it when it's available. Tickets are available for that now, I know. So uh, that's always a good thing to go out and support, and it's a real fun place to go. I've got a friend, another guy that works for John, actually, that um, that goes every year and does the um, costume contest. And he won first place, like twice, I think. Who did he dress up as? Uh, well, Spider-Man, but... Oh. Hmm. I, yeah, uh, I don't know about that at Superman Celebration, but the, in a world of, you know, there was like two Supermen up there and then like nine Wolverines and then Spider-Man, so it's a good I have a hard though. time pulling off the Superman costume. Well, you, I have a hard time putting on the Superman costume, I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> um, season finale air date, May 15th. Happy birthday to me. Uh, is going to be the season seven finale of Smallville. We don't have a title for it yet. We don't have a description for it yet. We don't have any spoilers for it yet. And hopefully the cliffhanger that was originally supposed to air next week will happen in that episode. Um, they just up the ante a little bit. Because that'll um, mean a lot more than just the cliffhanger. Yes. It, so let me give you that. Let me throw more, that little piece of tidbit of information out there for you. There's a lot more, hopefully, leading to that. Um, and hopefully we're just not going to be dealing with a whole lot of filler episodes. between. Well, um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought there. Oh, your birthday's on May 15th? 14th. That's amazing, because my birthday is in January. What a world. <laughs> what a huge, huge world we live in where two people can... <laughs> more people are having birthdays every year. You know I that? i tell you what, it's amazing. It's like every day someone's got a birthday. There are more people in the world today than there ever have been. That's China's fault. want to give a shout-out to everyone that's got a birthday today. Or, you know, anytime during the yeah. year. Well, if you listen days. to this, whenever you listen to this, if today's your birthday, happy birthday. Yeah, we're, 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 we're this will be going over to midnight. So if it's March, you know, twentieth, twenty first, we'll we'll you got under the threshold. We'll let you in on that one. John, Mindy, get this up. Bob, you're gonna name them off uh, in order. order. <laughs> sure, why not? Down the list. Hey, Allen. Hey, Orkin. <laughs> um, another bit of news. Something I've been excited about. We actually mentioned this back around the time. Well, no, this was Comic Con news, um, and we haven't talked about it too much. Then we got an email from Mike from Richborough, Pennsylvania. Mike says, uh, is talking about the Smallville Series 2 action figures, which is the Justice League. And Mike tells us that they are going to be sold separately instead of a set, as actually was earlier announced. And if you look down in the AAC, you see a picture. Uh, actually going to be showing several pictures of the action figures. You can see that they do have all have hoods um, for their costumes. The Green Arrow, Impulse, Cyborg, and Aquaman. Of course, Clark does not have a hood. But um, And then you can also see Clark in his own packaging. So they will not be all together. And according to all this, now that all this news has come out, originally it was rumored there was going to be a Bizarro figure, and I would feel like we would have seen that by now. Um, so probably that's not happening. I don't know, that may come down the line. There might be a Series 3. I don't know if this is close to the end of the show, they'll have a Series 3. But the end, Series 1 came out in 2001, and Series 2 comes out in 2008. So I don't know what they could do. Well, if these sell well, I'm sure they've got some prototypes sitting back somewhere ready to go. I think uh, John Jones one would be good. I'd like a little Phil Morris action figure. Ooh, with a light-up um, eyes action feature. Well, I see, I w what I would do and is... An Oreo, give, and a box of Oreos. What I would do is give my... John Jones action figure to Allie 
and get her to make me a Jackie Giles action figure. <laughs> you squeeze his arms, and poof, you know, it's just, who told you to put the bomb on? You know, I just, I love that. But, uh, um, Bizarro, who else would make for it? Kara would be a good one, I guess, for this season. Um, we've got a Lex one and Lana one. Of course, they're from previous seasons. I would like to see, I don't have, do you have the series one figures? Steve? I do not, no. Uh-uh. I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of them. I mean, well, Lana the series one didn't have Lana as a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, and it had Lex and 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 Clark, and that was it. It was the three of them, and um, I'm gonna get my Bo Duke action figure and put them together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Make a scene with his hand up on Clark's shoulder. Yeah, son, you need, you need to listen to your mother. Be careful. Lift this tractor. Uh, I really like that. They, of course, they've got Clark in the red and blue, so that's great. Uh, makes for a really cool looking action figure if you see that on there below. There's some close ups of it. Um, very good detail done on these. They're coming out by DC Direct. Um, they are um, done as Justice League episode toy or action figures. So that's why I think there won't be a Bizarro with this series if they do another one. Um, you know, quite possibly when we maybe see Bizarro, John Jones. I'd like to see some other stuff, too. These, I don't know if we have a street date for these yet. I do know they're supposed to be in May, but that's all I know about them. But they are going to be sold separately um, and not all together as, as originally what once was thought. So, you okay, Steve? You're quiet I'm, tonight. I'm good. How are you? Just taking it all in. I'm not doing too good. I'm starving, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being a glutton right now and, and wanting to eat, like, everything in sight. So, is that too much information for you? Um... No, I mean you know it's. it's well, I went I went to the Mexican restaurant, and but I'm not a huge Mexican fan, anyways. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Mexican because a lot of times it's spicy, and my philosophy on life is food shouldn't hurt. Okay, well, and then another thing, a friend of mine, she went to a place the other the other day, and she got food poisoning. Mm. And I just left it, and I just was like, eh, you know, I don't really want to. I don't want to deal with it, so I'm I'm starving right now. But I'm excited about Traveler, so that's all that really matters. Right? Oh, man. Oh, dude. Oh. Right? See, this is what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting to talk about Traveler. All right. Well, one more bit of news. One more we'll thing. One, one more thing. thing. Uh, this actually was confirmed yesterday. Well, actually, I was found out a couple days ago, but it was confirmed by Entertainment Weekly today. Tom Welling will be directing episode 18 this season, which has been entitled Apocalypse. And um, that's going to be... One of the last episodes of the season, they'll be 19 and 20. That's it. Allison Mack will probably not be directing. She was originally Which, directing you know, 20. That's now the season finale. And I just don't think they'd give one of the, the season finale to a actor. To a fre- well, to a freshman director, too. Oh, very much so. So, so. Which is not, not knacking, not knacking, not knocking Allison. Oh, no, no. And I think she understands it. But, um, you know, so hopefully she'll be back next season. So this will be, be Welling's third round. Yep, at directing. Uh, Rosenbaum had said in the beginning that he probably wasn't going to because he had some major back surgery back at the beginning and some stuff that he's still dealing with, and that he just he didn't want that added pressure, you know, on top of acting. So he he did not direct one this time around. Um, but we've you know we've got Tom directing one and one that's going to be an actually kind of interesting episode. Yeah, um, Dark Side's coming. Apocalypse, huh? Shut up. Um, <laughs> Picture of Dark Side. You can tell it's not real because we didn't say we're speculating and it wasn't at the end. 
uh, notice, uh, not, no definite answer. Hey, um, TV without pity, we're going to get the War of the New Gods in Smallville. <laughs> Suck on that. Uh, <laughs> I really uh, You heard it here first. <laughs> Apocalypse is coming to town. Played by Ving Rhames. Uh, you just thought Black Thursday was bad. Oh, gosh. Um, Apocalypse by Ving Rhames. That's awesome. That would be cool, wouldn't it? What now? I'll tell you what now. Or, or, um, now I'm going to make this world Rames. a war world. Or Michael Clark Duncan. Mm. Not actually that tall. Met him in Dark a side, just like the force, only ain't spelled the same. All right. Well, we ain't going there. But um, so, Well, that's like coffee, John Apocalypse Coffee. Apocalypse is... Um, how, how, how does, it's a wonderful life. Hmm. Yeah. I guess hmm. that's the best way to describe it. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, hopefully more details will come out about that soon. There's been Jimmy Stewart stuff. is going to guest star? From beyond the, the grave, yeah. From beyond the grave. Oh, yeah. Clark, I don't under, I can't do a good Jimmy Stewart. Uh, I wish I could do a good Jimmy well, Stewart. you know, I just, uh, you know. Um, actually, he's going to beat the crap out of Mr. Potter, like in the original Clark, ending. Clark, you can't, you can't run around here acting like a hero. Like in the original ending to It's a Wonderful Life, if anybody's seen that William Shatner Saturday Night Live. You've seen that, haven't you? <laughs> no, just William Shatner and Saturday Night Live makes me smile. You're old enough to appreciate that. It was, It's from early 80s, but it was the original ending to It's a Wonderful Life, but, but they... What they find out at the end, when they're bringing all the money to to George, they find out at the end that Mr. Potter stole it. So they all the whole town goes and kicks his ass. <laughs> pretty funny. They'll just beat him out of the wheelchair and everything. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm sorry that doesn't sound funny now that I say it out loud, but you know. Picture I mean. of William Shatner singing Rocket Man here, <clears throat> or Mr. Tambourine Man. Well, let's talk about episode 14 of season seven, Traveler. Uh, initial reactions. Let's just go. Oh my Lanta! Did it live up to the to the boost oh. that I I put up for it? Oh I, man, indeed it did, sir. I was kind of worried that after, and let's just say Don Whitehead, Holly Henderson wrote the episode. Wow. I mean, they nailed some dialogue in here that was pretty hard to nail. Um, and they got some stuff spot on, man. They, they, there was some Chloe dialogue that was great. Oh. Um, a lot of Clark dialogue that was good. Well, really more of a Chloe monologue that was great. The Chloe monologue was, I, th- I think some people, hopefully nobody's going to be mad about Chloe for a while because they should just be happy with that monologue. So anything we say about Chloe today, they should be fine with. <laughs> uh, she's going to die. No, I'm just kidding. I swear to God. Oh, oh. <laughs> but Darkseid's going to kill her in Apocalypse. Uh- <laughs> Um, but Don Whitehead, Holly Anderson, wow. Dialogue, yeah. epic. Glenn Winter, direction. Got some new cool stuff in the visual effects team. I'm sure Matt Beck had a hand in that. That new shot. I think it was new. I don't remember seeing that 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 upward, I know, I know it's CG, but that upward crane shot from the DP to, to Luther Corp. Yeah, there towards oh, the end when Clark goes. I, no, to see I think Lionel? I've seen. I think we've seen that before. I, well, it, it had a new feel to it. I don't it, know. I think it, it, it. I think it was a similar shot, maybe a different angle. It did have a new feel to it. A very new feel to it. I yeah. enjoyed it. There was some 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 stuff in the fortress. I like the way the fortress looked. The visual effects in the fortress when Kara oh, gets. Oh wow! You know, yeah, uh, just a lot of good stuff. Who knew getting a bright light shot up your rear end would give you superpowers? I mean, that's like an enema. <laughs> 
It's like a Kryptonian <laughs> enema, basically, is what you're dealing this with. This Kryptonian needs an enema. Um, so let's just let's just take it piece by piece. Um, the episode starts, and and Clark's at the loft, uh, the barn, and he's he's looking for the key. He's he's got it kept in a book in his desk, and he starts hearing somebody you know moving around. Which something. it was nice to see the key again. Nice to see the key. Um, wouldn't Clark have heard this guy a long time ago? I don't know. Shouldn't Clark have heard this guy a long time ago? I don't know. So, it turns out it's Pierce, and he is very sneaky, sir. They they have a. a I don't. Do you watch the the Battlestar Galactica? I don't watch the Battlestar. I do Galactica. not. Okay, I do good. not. You're I, in good company. I don't watch. I it like either. the old show for what it is. I I don't watch this. This guy Pierce is from uh, Aaron Douglas, who who was a fine actor. He did a great job tonight. I just don't watch Battlestar Galactica. The robot dog from Battlestar Galactica is going to be in uh, Veritas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Muffy. Can you back that up? Sure. You've got an AAC picker of it right now. I do. <laughs> you better send that to me before we get done tonight. Um, Gina Holden as, as Patricia Swan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a little crush. I don't mind telling yeah. you. Yeah. I, I do. I just she she has a backbone about her that I like her. I'm sorry, she's got a what? A backbone. Oh, a backbone. Yeah. What do you think? She got a back going. What would you I think? Thought, I said? Uh, yeah, I thought you were like she's got a backside going well, on. Well, no, no, I did not say that. But she, she just, she delivered. And I don't know if I, I can't remember seeing her in a bunch of stuff before. I know she's done a bunch of stuff, but I can't remember off the top of my head what I've seen her in. But she's got a very, she's just when she's on screen, she's on screen. She had a good, yeah, she had a she great. She stole every presence. scene she was in. But anyhow, the guys sneak up on Clark. Yeah, but anyway, you know, he sneaks up on Clark. They wrestle in. Um... With the taser gun, with the kryptonite taser gun, the barbs, and you know, the, and they go at it, and he he pulls in reinforcements. They drive a freaking Humvee into the barn. I got, I'm glad the the uh, the uh, tractor was moved out of the way because he would have just destroyed it, and and you know that would have been more. And we'd be working on it again. I'd be working on it for all another season. Um, they take Clark down. Pierce gets a couple of good punches in, and. And you know it's just kind of how that progresses. Um, they he takes him captive, and he, you know he makes the comment, "I can see why they they want you so badly." Um, what pretty substantial way to start the episode, wouldn't you say? Very substantial way to start the episode. I mean, and that on the heels of Lionel's scene in his office, you know, with with him getting the letter. Yes, well, that's actually seal. how we the initial start was. Yeah, then we and, go and so into you know the, you come you come straight from Lionel looking stressed out. To Clark getting the crap kicked out of him, you know, into the opening credits, and and it's on. I mean, from that moment, you say, well, it's on. And Lionel was obviously very troubled when the episode starts. Even he's sitting there writing something. He's, it's, it's Lionel's just not. He's got a lot of stuff on his mind. I guess is the easiest way to say it. And then somebody comes in and says, you know, you've got another one, and it's another Veritas symbol, candle waxed on an envelope, and. uh this symbol we see all the way back in, um, well, we've seen it for a while now this season because they've gone back and replaced the windows in Luther Mansion to have this symbol in it, which wasn't previously there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, enough people shatter through windows, they replace them all the time. Hey, let's put that old logo up your dad used to have from his astronomy club, and it'll be fun. Um, so you remember seeing it a few weeks ago when Lana... Uh, is going through Lionel's mail, and she sees it on a piece of mail. That's the first look we get at it, and then we've seen it a couple of times since then. Lex's mind, the action, you know, the 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 
action figures. The shield only action shield. figure, yeah. Yeah, and then now in the window last week, the, a lot of stuff pointed to it in Hero. Um, so he's got another letter. Did we ever see the letter in the episode? No, we never saw the letter. See, this is the we only downfall to doing this said. early because I usually can watch it two or three times, and now I've only seen. Well, I've yeah. seen it. No, we never. I kept waiting on him to show time, it during but, the. Um, I kept waiting on him to show it during the teaser. Well, they showed. Yeah, yeah. You would think they would have showed it. Um, they never show it in the trailer. It says, you know, the, the heed our warnings. The, the last son of Krypton must be delivered to Veritas or whatever. But um, it belongs to us. Yeah, it belongs to us. So we. We never actually get to see it, but we do know that there have been several of them because he shows them to Clark at the end of the episode, and he's like, hey, look at all these. They're after you. <laughs> I tried to take care of you. <laughs> look at what I did. Um, so when we go into it, Lana and Chloe have discovered that Clark has been abducted. He's being held at the Luther Court facility by the former... Was former... Yeah, he said he used to work security for thirty three point one. Okay, he, I guess he made the term. He was the head of security, right? For thirty three point yeah. one. So at some point he was before all in his team went in and busted caps. I guess so he's not a very good head of security at all. I guess that's why he lost his job and is working for somebody else now instead of Lex. Well, but see, the thing is, is he never said that he lost his job. So Clark's led to believe the whole time he's in this cage, Lex is well, obviously. Too. But you yeah. know, we know something else is going on behind this behind the scenes. Um, there was a lot of effects in this, like all the stuff going around the cage and zooming into the actual office where you couldn't see them. There's a lot of cool stuff they did, um, as the episode progresses, but Lon and Chloe were like, you know, Lon tells Chloe he was going to the fortress. He was upset because Kara was living with Lex. He was worried. He was going to see if Jor-El could help out and boom, he's gone. You know, what could happen? Chloe goes up and sees that the key is still in the book. She makes a comment that she followed Clark to the fortress a couple of years ago. Remember in uh, Fortress when she follows yeah, it was him. Yeah, Fortress. Br- I almost called it Solitude for some reason. Yeah, dummy. she follows. Uh, Solitude might be another episode title coming along very soon. Um, <laughs> in season eight, maybe. I don't know. but um, Possibly. We'll start calling stuff very soon. I don't know. I'm beginning to think Destiny might not be the series finale anymore. I think they may use to pull that one out early. Which is which? I don't know. It makes me sad because I always wanted. They'll just they'll just the the season finale or the series finale will be called Superman. No, 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 I don't think they'll. I don't either, but it'd be awesome. Well, yeah. Um, or it's gonna be called Red or no Blue. Wait, nope. Damn, they've used those. Uh, Yellow (laughs) streak. Um, so (laughs) they they are cape. They've gone through. Uh, and Chloe makes a comment. You know, she followed him there, so. She's trying to figure out what to do. Well, they go off on their own little hunting mission. They go to Lionel first to try and find out what's going on. And uh, he's not too forthcoming with information. He try, he kind of puts everything off on Lex. He is putting everything off on Lex. And I just would like to say it was good to see the old manipulative, magnificent bastard back in action. Well, it was good to see the two-sided Lionel yes. again. Yeah. Not just flat-out evil, but playing all sides of the spectrum. Playing them all like a banjo uh, throughout the course of the episode. Now, I believe... Playing them like a banjo played by an inbred kid in Deliverance. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I have gone down that river before, and I won't ever do that again. I'll tell you that much right now. Squeal uh, like a pig. Uh, and I think a lot of stuff changed, because I think there was supposed to be some Lionel X, more Lionel X interaction. I know they had the really good scene, because Patricia has a, a scene with Lionel, because she's been sending the letters. And they have a meeting. Lionel and Patricia have this meeting 
presumably in Metropolis, and she's in her car, and he's in the helicopter. And she talks, you know, we get the reveal that she is the the daughter of Virgil Swan. Never said Bridget Crosby. I don't know why. I don't know if that was left out or decided not to be commented on, but I believe that she should be the daughter of Virgil Swan and Bridget Crosby. You don't care. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. That's not a big. That's not a big point well, of contention you know for what? me. You're fired. You know, I think because I think it's a big deal. You can't fire me. I, you're you're gone. You're out. Don't talk anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I really think that this can come back and bite me in the butt in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I really just felt like it should have something should have been commented on. But we start seeing that, and it's been talked about for the past five or six months that Veritas is this secret society. Made up of uh, the the Teagues, Jason yes. Teague and, and his mother. Edward, Jason, Edward, no, it was yeah, Edward. Edward. Yeah, well, I'm referring, Jim people remember Jason, but everybody remembers right. Jensen Ackles before they remember Jane Seymour. I don't know why, but um, I, I remember Dr. Quinn first. And so the Teagues and the Queens and the Swans and, and, and the Luthers. Had this well, and you really got the idea that it wasn't Lillian; it was just Lionel, because she because she oh, mentioned yeah, that, Lillian had no yeah. clue what was going on, right? Um, and I would venture a guess that at some point or another, not all the spouses knew what was going on. We're led to believe that from some of the Justice and Doom stuff later, but people start dying. So, and, and we're led to believe in season four that 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 Mr. Teague is still alive because of, they make reference to him. They just never cast the role, so he was never on the show. Um, and we'll probably see a flashback with him next week because Jane Seymour is not going to be appearing in the episode anymore. Uh, or whoever they pick to play him. I don't know how that's going to turn out. We may see a young Jason Teague, which would be hmm. cool. Uh, and a young that would Oliver. be interesting. Um, but they've made up the secret society, and they're awaiting the arrival of the Traveler, and that's... Their their mantra, if you will, that they will protect the traveler from another galaxy because these all these signs point to him, Naman, you know, all this all this stuff, and there's reasons to believe that he is coming to Earth. So they are going to, you know, bring in a new era. Do you remember in season four? Yes. Le- <laughs> Read my mind, why don't you? <laughs> Do you remember leading up to season four? There was talk of a secret organization of um, cloaked members referring to the one. Do you remember this? No, all I remember when it comes to talking about the one would be uh, the stuff from the caves and all. I know that in season four, you definitely saw that Lionel and Genevieve, as he says, it had um, had a history. You know, now we know that history is Veritas their involvement in Veritas. I remember uh, Bridget Crosby, when she was on, she talked about how Clark's secret would never leave the institution. And I feel like that was referring just to Swan's institution. Um, There was the witch, the Wicked Witch of the East, um, that possessed Lana, but they didn't know anything about anything. I mean, that had very little to do with this other than the Stones of Power which were all combined into one to form the Fortress of Solitude, um, which we saw then come in Season 5. That's when Chloe revealed to Clark that she knew who his secret. 
Um, I remember Alicia was in season four, and she was hot. You're going off on a lot of tangents there, buddy. Well, you, I'm just talking, buddy. You told me to talk. Here we go. Thank you, Craig Byrne, because I, I, can't, I can't say it as wonderfully as you can, because you write far better than I do. My first article will be in Smallville issue number twenty six. Hitting is that a definite? Is that a go? I think I think everything cleared for that. So April fifteenth, you'll see me. Does that deserve a huzzah? Magazine. Um, Craig says in the season four companion, pick it up at new stores now or at uh, Starville's house or housewellpodcast dot com. One support the website. One long-standing mystery among fans concerns a group known as the Sears. News of these robed characters arriving leaked onto the internet in the summer of 04, but when Crusade finally aired, these characters were nowhere to be found. Todd Slavkin, one of the writers uh, on the show, said... If you can't see the seers, they can see you. He said it was to be their version of the Illuminati, and at one point the stones were part of this and a secret global organization that involved Virgil Swan and Lionel Luther all took part in this. Now, here's my thinking on the matter. Christopher Reeve was originally supposed to be in Crusade, and due to A, health reasons, and B, other commitments, he did not work out. This has been taken a completely different direction since this point, and the Sears were scrapped when when that all happened. Uh, actually, a lot of things that were promised to happen in Crusade were did not come to be. Um, so I believe that what has happened is what they originally was supposed to be the Sears waiting for this traveler has, has actually become Veritas and has actually, instead of become these clothed, robed, hooded, you know, flame lit people in this secret side waiting has become these millionaires with the means and as Lionel basically has doled too much time on their hands. Yeah, yeah, and I like his excuse for that toward the end of the episode. You know, he, and, he, and he invoked a lot of other secret organizations that are out there, Skull and right, Bones right. and that kind of thing. I, I believe that this, what the Sears were originally be, Veritas is now. Um, that, and I like it. I like that better than, than that idea of the Sears, to be honest yes, with you. Yes, I do, too. Um, but I, and I honestly believe because Chris Reeve died, and I just don't know, did, did it feel weird to you that they were saying that Lionel murdered Virgil Swan? Yeah, that seemed a little, that seemed more contrived than anything I else. I felt the, bad. I don't know why, because I yeah. know, I, and I said it even earlier, Chloe Sullivan does not exist, it's Allison Mack, and they're not saying that he killed Christopher Reeve or anything. I mean, it's just how he killed a character, but I just felt like the reason he wasn't on the show anymore is because if it was any other reason, I would if they had said he killed Bridget Crosby, I wouldn't have a problem because Margot Kidder's still alive. But then when they made the reference that he killed Virgil Swan, I just felt bad because the reason Christopher Reeve's no longer on the show as a recurring character is because he passed away. So right. I just and the reason and that's the reason they you know put the news out that he had died right. and everything. And I just so I felt a little bad though it did mesh very well because you come down to it and. You go all the way back to the pilot, and what's the one of the first things you see in the pilot? Or him reading about the Queen Lionel Industries. is in a helicopter flying over Smallville, and the front page of the Daily Planet reads, Queen CEO presumed dead. Yep. So it brings it all home, and we've got some emails about that too. So it is very cool to think that they're dead, and that at some point in the course of the second meteor shower, don't know when these events actually happened, Edward Teague was poisoned. Um... Which that flows with, you know, that flows with what we've seen Lionel do, you know, with after what he did to Genevieve, mm -hmm. you know. Because mm -hmm. um, he cleared that up for Lana. Yeah. About the bodies being taken care of. 
and and you know, and then we come out of that, and then um, Virgil Swan's dead, and of course Bridget Crosby's dead, but that was taken care of by Jason Teague. Um, so I just felt a little bad, but you know, as it comes down to it, we we realized that Lionel may have actually really killed all these people at at some point or another, and uh, or you know, had a hand in their demise, and and Patricia Swan has now been handed over the uh, the state. And and it's been in legal depositions for since you know for the past three years, and now she's got a she's got everything. It, it's all come to her. It's it's been up in there for a while. She makes the reference to it, but now everything's taken care of. It's all hers, and she wants the traveler. Um, Vir- Daddy Virgil was very interested in him. They had a few encounters apparently, and she knows Lionel is up to no good, and she wants him handed over to her. Well, and they did a great job of when you first see her speak with Lionel about the situation, you don't know what her motives are. No. Uh, and you don't even know what her motives are until she's sitting down with you Clark. You don't know her motives until she's episode. at the Kent Farm at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They did a very good job. That's why I'm saying the writing was top-notch because even Lionel, Lionel and Patricia were very wayward throughout the whole episode. They were back and forth, back and forth, lying to people, you know, underhanded. And then it comes down to it, and you see that – she believes that the traveler is good. She believes that Clark has has been sent here for good, and she can't wait to see the good things that she's going to do. That he's going to do. Excuse me. Um. So Lionel's got a flame under him now. He's worried. He is visually worried. You can see it in his face. He's he's nervous. He's upset. There is proof that he killed all these people, and she's got it yeah. all. He's he's upset about that. There's there's proof that he had a hand in all that because Virgil even believed it. And had the series been written this direction in Legacy, we probably would have seen some nod to you know that uh, at the time. Of course, it was you know the Teagues weren't introduced the and in, in, in the pilot the the Queen CEO. I you know I believe there is a direction for this series, and I, I believe that when Alan Miles decided to do things, there's certain reasons for that. But there's a lot of speed bumps that happen in seven years to to pull everything back together, and it just happened so well. Now I don't think that putting Queen no 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 CEO no no, no. Dies, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm saying that I think that was just that was just a good they nod. decided to throw that Easter egg. That in was there, just yeah. a good nod. But when you get down to it, you realize how everything pulled together really well. Yeah. I mean, oh perfectly. sure. I mean that's that's smart. I mean that's smart to take these little nods here and there, and and pull them together the way that they have. So. Lionel Pierce is working for Lionel. Pierce has got Clark held in this Luther Court facility, which is essentially an old airport hangar and an old abandoned airstrip, which has been rebuilt and formed with a kryptonite cage. Much I think some even people some said in the chat tonight, and something I thought about early on reminded me of the first season finale of Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. But this has been something that's been in the comics and. But you know what was cool about this cage, though, is any other time you've seen a kryptonite cage, it's just been kryptonite, and it's there, and it's hurting them. This had, they had rigged this thing so that it could output radiation. Yeah. You know, if Clark would stay in the center of the cage when it was at its lowest levels, he'd be okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but they could put out as much as they wanted to, and then, um, you know, and and he even said, if I notch it up to 100%, it'll kill you probably. Right. And he was just having fun messing with him. Well, they built this thing. Chloe and Lana figure out that this thing has been built. And they believe, and Lana thinks Lex has done it. And Lex, Lana even makes the quote to Lionel, 
I'll kill Lex if he's done anything to Clark. Which was kind of... Which was like... What? Rare. Yeah. And Lionel kind of hesitates. hesitates, Like, I know you kept me captive in a marijuana cabin for weeks. (laughs) Exactly. You kept me... You had the crazy hippie lady hold me hostage. What was with that marijuana? I'm not going back to the marijuana, but what was with the marijuana, in all honesty? Well, um, it kept her calm. I guess so. I, um, I got that. Lionel had that glaucoma. You know, we had to clear that up. <laughs> so it's come. He has been blind. We figure out that Lionel actually designed this place um, around the same time he figured out Clark's secret. So around the same time, at, towards the end of the season four uh, finale, is is when he's actually or the season five premiere. He's actually designed this place, and power and light didn't cut on the electricity of the place till two days earlier. Uh, right when more of these messages started coming in. Now, these messages have been coming for several weeks, as we saw, but they've been coming a little bit more from the stack we saw. There's been more and more over the coming weeks. So Lionel's gotten nervous and has, has you know, put together this whole charade, and Pierce and his team kidnap Clark. They take him in. They've got him locked in there. And Well, let me ask okay. you this. With the, with the lights and power coming on two days earlier, um... Do you think that that was just a? Uh, it's now ready to go, so we had the power turned on. No, that or... was. I think that was Lionel getting nervous. Okay, I think that was. All right. Because to that, me, because well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you how I took I'll tell you what the comment that makes me believe that is, is when that guy comes in, hands one Lionel, and says, "Here's another one," and that almost makes me think, "Here's the third one today." Right. You know, it's coming down to well, the wire I'll, here. Well, I'll tell you when they said that the the power and lights had, were turned on two days ago, or the lights were turned on two days ago. It made me think that it was just now ready after all these years. They finally got all the equipment perfected just right, and they've turned it on. I don't get that feeling, because when a Luther wants something done, he wants it done now, and it usually only takes a matter of days. That's true. I, I, I don't think it would have taken three years to build this doll. Think about... Well, it just made it just made it seem to me like Lionel was just waiting to turn it on to kidnap uh, Clark. Think about... Because um, I don't think he would have done it before this point. He, there was a specific, specific reason, and that was Patricia was coming to town. Now that she's gotten a hold of everything, including, uh, you know, the proof the, the proof that Lionel killed all these people. So now, yeah, I agree with now that. he's I agree now with that. he's real nervous. So it, it's perfect timing. She shows up. The thing's just been sitting there waiting. I guarantee you, it's been sitting there for three years. Not really, but you know, it's been sitting there, and it's time to go. And I lead you believe that because think about the complexity of that machine. And then think about the complexity of Bart's uh, Firefly in a Jar machine from Justice. Oh, yeah. I think it was constructed pretty pretty quick for him. Yeah, Um, yeah. So that's why I kind of get the feeling this thing's just been sitting here and Lionel's been waiting to use it. Now, Lionel makes the comment at the end, your fellow travelers, fellow Kryptonians are evil people, and I built it to contain them. There may be some truth to that, but I think it was a contingency plan the whole time. Yeah, I don't know that. I think that that's just Lionel using what they have they've seen out of Zod and some of the Phantoms and Namek and Aether, um, because having been the vessel for Jarrell, he knows that not all Kryptonians are evil, and if they're in to survive, they're not necessarily going to be evil. Exactly, it's it's more of a contingency plan. It's kind of almost in the same. I would almost attest it to Batman keeping a piece of Kryptonite. I don't think it's that noble. Well, no. Okay. Well, I don't. Th- well, I don't think Batman's noble. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. Well, you know, but the thing is, 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 is Superman knows that Batman has that piece of kryptonite. Yes. Okay. 
and you trust him uh, with it. That you know? I'll I'll buy. Um, I think it's in the same family. He's using that's Batman's contingency plan, and I keep going back to that word, but that's his plan B, and I think that was a maybe a plan B for Lionel, but that's also a plan B in case anything ever happens like this. When the crap hits the fan, I need a place to stow Clark. Um, whether or not he was had noble intentions and he was storing him for his own good, um, and Pierce was actually the one, because you see Lionel's not ever the one telling him to turn it up and hurt him. You know, it's Pierce that's doing it. Yeah, that. I mean, I know that, but I also think that's because Lionel, you know, it's almost a Boba Fett kind of thing where, you know, he's no good to me dead. Right. And and I think that's, I, I really, I have come after this episode not to trust Lionel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I'm just, so. I'm... I'm of the family that Lionel was there. Lionel saw what Pierce was doing. He didn't approve of it. But, I mean, how else are you going to contain Clark? Well, Derek, but if you had me thrown in jail to protect me from something... And I'd do it in a heartbeat, son. I know you would. (laughs) But if you did that and you didn't tell me what was going on, I'd be pretty ticked, you know? Well, you can play it both ways, and that's why it was written so well. You can play it that, yes, Lionel didn't tell him. Lionel deceived Clark, and he threw him in a, in a known cage that could kill him. The only thing that really can kill him besides magic. And you've got him locked in there under intense radiation from kryptonite that is just poisoning his blood. Or you can look at it the other way and be like, there wasn't time. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, not telling you. I'm not you telling you. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just telling you. There's two different ways to look at it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going one way or the other. I'm telling you that there are two different paths. Yeah. Well, uh, it's all your point of view, um, Jedi. Padawan. It's decided that the only way to save Clark is to restore Kara's memory. So the only way to do that is to get Kara to the fortress. They believe Chloe and Lana are like, you know, we've got to get her there, and, and that's the whole thing with the key. Chloe goes, goes back and gets the key, and she says, you know, I. Paul Clark there, the the wormhole through the cave well, is a transport to the to the fortress. Maybe I can talk to some sense in Jor-El. Now, why didn't Lana go with her? Let's talk about that Well, real quick. I think this scene changed a good bit. In fact, I think it changed a lot because there was a very distinct voice missing from this episode that was, was originally there. And I don't know why it wasn't there. Um, Chloe takes Kara to the fortress. Has a great monologue. Kara has a great bit about why are we at the North Pole? Of course we're at the North Pole. We went through the wormhole. You know, she's being very, like, this, uh, suspended belief about the whole thing. About, you know, actually being here. Um, so, it's real funny to us and to her. She's probably scared out of her mind. And Chloe just starts calling out for Jor-El. You know, trying to find him. And, you know, Cameron's coming. I don't know what a Jor-El is, but I don't think it's here. <laughs> and um yeah you know she yeah. she 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 says you chose earth out of all the other galaxies out of all the other planets you chose earth to send your son for us to protect him and she says i love your son please help me save him and well and she says something else. she says you trusted humans to raise right. your son and protect him and i'm asking you to trust me right. now great line and uh, yeah chloe I mean, mm. but there's some. I was like, I am so hot for you right now. There's some changes in that scene that okay. didn't happen, and I don't know why. Um, Lana not being there, no Jor-El. I don't know if they just felt like they've already had too many people at the fortress at one time this season or what. But it is the fortress of solitude, mind you, and right, technically right. Lana's never been there. Technically, 
Very technically, uh, yeah. Chloe and Kara have. Um, Stupid time people making the comment stuff. that no more than two people can transport through the wormhole to the... Fort. I don't believe that. I don't mm. think that would be the case at all. So, Jor-El, and very much... Uh, I don't know if they were trying to make it seem more like God or something, but, you know, there's just no voice, and then he just does it. You know, it's like she convinced him, and and he restores Kara's memory. And cares like why are we? At the well, point? you know, and they made that work though. Oh yeah, yeah. because it's like Jor-El wasn't going to waste time. It's like okay, here we go. Yeah. And uh, and I really like that scene and the music. At that music, point, the is Mark Snow episode. still doing the yes, music? Music the entire episode, epic. The scene between Lionel and Clark at the end. Oh, that. Oh, when are they going to release a Smallville score? They need to. I would buy it. There, I don't think there's a Smallville fan that wouldn't buy it. It, it. Just, just, I mean, it would. It'd have to be like a 3D CD set after all these years, because I mean, you you want you need to go all the way back to Kent Farm music, Jonathan and Martha themes. And, oh you know, sure. It is it safe to say that Mark Snow is the John Williams of television? Uh, yeah, I'd I'd go that route. I mean, X Files. Yeah, yeah, I'd go that route. It's just yeah, it's yeah. epic. And when you put it, it yeah, on it was, TV like that, it makes for... I remember the night they showed... And I always go back to this. They've never done it again. But the, the night they showed Commencement and Arrival on the same night. And they took out the commercials. And um, they took out the split. So when Clark threw the crystal, it kept going. Uh, and it was like a two and a half... Well, no, there's still commercials in it. I'm sorry. But they took out the... The, the 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 cut. So when he throws the right, crystal, it just keeps spinning the, and hits the ground. Yeah. So it was a movie. Um, there's like a two and a half hour small little. That was, and I still have it on videotape somewhere. That was one of the coolest things ever because it was a movie. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. music from Commencement and Arrival so huge, anyways. So that makes it for so much better. But now Kara's got her memory back, and it's go time basically. But before that, we've got a great scene between Patricia and Lex, where she's come to the Luther Mansion. And she gives him a painting that he drew as a child of the Veritas symbol. But he doesn't remember it because basically he says everything before the meteor shower I've just kind of blocked out. There is so much more stuff that... L- bullcrap. I'm calling it bullcrap no, on Lex. There, and it's not. because There is so much more stuff Lex has repressed than what we know. Um, You know, Lex repressed a lot about his childhood before. And we knew that from season three when he had his mental breaks. But that was not when he the the stuff from season three was after the meteor shower though. Not necessarily. He was bald. Well, I mean, okay, well, yeah, I'm not talking about. Uh, you're you're missing my point. He said he's he's blocked all that, but he's got a lot of mental blocks later too. A lot of stuff he has repressed. But everything from I honestly believe everything from the meteor shower above. He just has no memory of whatsoever. Mm, I I disagree well, with that. I just, it's just gonna it's gonna come down to a wire here where we find out more and more, and especially in Veritas, I think that uh, he's gonna unveil some more stuff that he's repressed, and when he starts remembering, he's not gonna be a happy camper. Um, we shall um, see. I mean, you might. I mean, you're probably right because you're Derek. <laughs> but um, but I mean, I just watching the episode as someone sitting there watching, I didn't okay. buy it. Well, that's fine. Especially once you get to the end. Well, you see the way he's looking at the figurine last week and at the window. And Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you make from that then, Steve? 
Well, I think I think what it is is he's realizing there's a lot of stuff he didn't know that was going on in his childhood and maybe even didn't care about necessarily as a kid. But now he's realizing there was well, some bigger stuff happening. Well, technically, isn't that repressed? No, I think that's a kid not really realizing what was going on. Well, I don't remember being on my dad's motorcycle as a kid, but that doesn't, I mean, okay. Well, let me get, can I, let me give you a for example. I'm sure you will, doctor. And this is, well, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed no, to talk go anymore. Seriously, no. go ahead. Okay. Um, I was sitting around with my parents the other night, and we used to live up in North Georgia, in Athens, Georgia. That's where I was born and, and lived till I was about 10. Had some good friends up there. Found out while sitting around. Now, I'm now 31 years old, and I'm sitting at my parents' house, and we're talking. Find out that one of my friend's parents was in the KKK. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the? You know, I knew the guy. Knew him well. That's just a piece of information I never knew. <laughs> you know? And I think that as a kid, there are things you just never find out because you're not listening in necessarily on all the adult I mean, You don't really understand that. I mean, how old were you? I was like 10. Okay, well, yeah, by that point, you probably didn't know what that you know, was. And so, and so, but as a kid, I wasn't worried about sitting around the table and hearing this guy, you know, dole out his problems and how, his, how he felt guilty about the situation and everything. I was more worried, let's go to your room and play with your toys. And, <laughs> and why, so, why do all your figurines have white cloaks all over them? You know, it's... Play- well, oh. I mean, that... Do you do you qualify that to what we're talking about here, though? I mean, is that your? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a situation because she said when she comes in with Lex, we used to go swimming all the time and that kind of thing. I, I don't. I just see it as Lex looked back on his childhood and said, "Well, I didn't care about it then because you know I was just trying to get away from mom and dad as much well, as there's possible." Stuff get you away don't, from dad. There's stuff you don't care about that you remember. Yeah, but I mean, there's insignificant when details. The intimate, that you still... When it comes to the intimate details. And I think as Lex is seeing some things, and, and I think, you know, and Lex is coming to that point where the, he knows more than he's letting on and that kind of thing. I, I just, I, I think there's a whole lot more repressed there than than he's scratched the surface on. Well, when in Rome. Well, I, I'm just, you're not going to make this easy for me, are you? <laughs> well, I'm serious. I just really don't feel like, uh, at that point, you really had nothing to lie about. Other than other than lying to try and get more information because he doesn't know anything about it. And, well, you know, see, that's that's what I thought he was. That's what I read it as him doing was uh, just playing, you know. And I believed it until the very end. That's what I'm saying. Well, I I regardless, like regardless, that. if that's the case, they were still playing each other the whole scene because Patricia's sure. playing Lex the whole time. Oh, you know, I think she like, was. You know, yeah. Oh, you should tell your dad. I said, hey, uh, if you want to find out more about the astronomy club, you should ask him. Blah 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 blah. So it it was very much cat and mouse. Oh sure, we'll see sure. together if you go that route. But I well, that's how I read it, and you know, feel free to be wrong, dear. No, uh, well, I'm all I'm saying is, it was your April Fool's? He's got uh, it was yours. There's a, and you know, Tim's <laughs> gonna believe it was me just because you're a jerk. Uh, that's right. There's um, this whole school of thought that well, you saw how he went. He acted when he went to see Lionel. It was more. The questioning has become desperation. It's not. Yeah, it's, I, it's not like it's there. It's he wants it to be there, and I guarantee you, from that trailer we saw, uh, I just I feel like it's not. The memory is not there whatsoever, and he needs. To, he has to piece it together on his own to get to that point. Whether it's repressed, whether he's forgotten, or whether it's just childhood memories that are insignificant, it's not. Uh, it's not there. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, I see your point. I'm not saying, uh, you know, I kid about you being wrong. I'm not saying you but are. But I'm wrong. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying I, I took it all a different way. Okay. Well, yeah. Just because of Lex being who Lex is. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Well, that's what I told you. Well, yeah, but I Get mean, your I'm own right. material, not, pal. Well, no, I, I came up with that because <laughs> you came up with the April Fool's joke, and I came up with that. That was the agreement we made. <laughs> so I'm going to come up with you being wrong, and you're going to come up with the other thing. That's what it was going to come down to. <laughs> well, you know what? Just for that, you, you lead up from here on out, because I, I want to I wanna hear your interpretation of how the rest of the episode went down. Um, Where were we? Patricia Swan talking to Lex? Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and she gives him the painting that he did as a kid, of course, which matches the window that was miraculously appeared in his in his office, in his library. <laughs> Never noticed that V before. Yeah, um, but then uh, you, know, I don't even remember what happened next. What? What? You tell me next. Well, I mean, Lex goes to Lionel. Yeah, Lex does go to Lionel, and he questions Lionel about what's going on. And of course, there there again is that big game of cat and mouse because that's when Lionel begins to just kind of Lionel does the old Lionel laugh it off thing. Like Lex yeah. is being paranoid, and there's nothing to tell. You know, we were millionaires with too much time on our hands, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think it's that was to me just your typical I, Lionel Lex, I, where Lionel knows something Lex wants to know, and Lex allow can't get me out to inter- allow me to interject. Okay, and then you may continue. Go back and look at Lex's face when Patricia says, when Patricia talks about the Teagues and the Swans and the Queens being involved. Okay. Just go back and watch that scene. I'll do that and now. I'll rest my case. All right. No, no, no. Oh. Continue on. Continue on. Continue forth. Um. So yeah, they talk and do the yeah, and do the old cat and mouse. Yeah. I don't have and, a I don't have a rundown of the show here in front well, of me. Well, I don't I, either. But and I'm trying and I'm having a hard time remembering what com, comes next well, because well, Lionel tells Patricia he's ready to make a deal. Oh yeah, he called her up, didn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. and he goes to make the deal, and so then they're at the. And this is where still, you know, I said earlier, I didn't know what Patricia Swan's motives were even until, you know, until the last scene where she's with Clark. Um, right. You know, she comes walking in, and this is right as uh, Pierce, you know, kicks it up to 100, and of course Lionel comes in, what are you doing, and that kind of thing, and and um, Patricia Swan comes in. They go to make the deal, and Pierce goes around kind of behind Patricia and knocks her out. So now you're thinking, well, Pierce is on the side of the, or the, side of the Lionel's, and totally draws the gun on Lionel and says, you know, you can't let this kid live. You, you know, and, he, and he keeps referring to Clark as an it, not a he. You right. know, all this after, you know, this has gone down. And uh, so there's a gun to <laughs> Lionel's chest. And Well, you know, Lionel makes the references. It's murder. He's a human. If you kill him, it's, it's murder. And that's when, yeah, and that's when Pierce says, you know, it's, it's not human. It's not human. Right. And, um, and Pierce is just thinking he's a meteor freak. Right. You know, Pierce doesn't know the whole story, and uh, and so you know, right here when everything's about to go to hell in a handbasket, just that awesome door blowing wide open scene of Kara when she just uh, just takes it down, and of course she took time to go back home and change clothes. Well, yeah, I had to. Yeah, and Clark um, would have done the same thing. And she uses her heat vision to take out the control panel that's down on the floor with the cage. Which, I just love that there's a whole other 20 seconds upstairs of gun being pointed <laughs> while this is going on downstairs. Well, surely the noise distracted him. Uh, probably. You know, and uh, and she goes and throws the cage off of Clark. When she does that, you know, it goes up into the control room. And uh, and there's Pierce getting ready to, he has his taser slash kryptonite gun. I don't even think that was a taser gun, though. No, that looked more like that, needles. Yeah, or that was darts more like kryptonite something. syringes almost that would go into yeah. them. And 
vials. And before he can shoot, you know, wham in the back of the head, he goes down. And is he the... I mean, how many people have been impaled in Smallville? I know Tina Greer got it. Oh, yeah, we should have a running count, and, uh, a little counter down at the bottom of the screen. It happens a lot. And and there was this, it was an odd moment because Clark didn't know what to think with Lionel standing there, you know, looking down over Pierce's body, holding the, the piece of metal or whatever it is he hit him with. Right. And, to, and they held that camera shot so long, you know, just cutting back and forth well, between the those music. Two. Yeah, and the, oh, yeah, I mean, the, everything just there, and, and it's like Clark, there was this look on Clark's face like, am I mad at you, or am I relieved that you're here? Right. And uh, and kudos to Tom Welling for pulling that off with no words, you know, just just the, the facial expressions, the body language, and everything. Um, right. There was the touching stuff between Clark and Kara, you know, how could I have forgotten you? And, you know, you, you forget, because Kara had been in suspended animation, and now Clark is kind of older than her, physically, I guess you'd say, and maybe even a little emotionally, you forget that Clark is still the younger cousin. And, you know, and Kara spent oh, yeah. time with baby Kal-El, and so she's got a very special place in her heart for Clark. Right. And um, and so that was a, you know, I just, I love that whole sequence. The the awesome effects and the blowing out of the door, the tossing of the cage, the the stare between Lionel and Clark, the you know, the conversation between, or the, the words that were spoken by Kara. I just, I love that moment. Like, I was so jazzed watching that, you know. And um, then you kind of cut away from that, and we come back to just the farm just that quick, don't we? Yeah, it's directly back to that. And, he's, uh, he's fixing the, the stairwell before we go um, back to Luther Corp. And, uh, and, she, and he gives care of the bracelet back. And, you know, and I, I was wondering how they were going to wrap that up because last week they ended, and it looked so shady what he was doing. But, well, it's the same thing. People, that was that was supposed to be a huge twist at the end of um, Laura too, that he took the crystal that she's been looking for the whole time and hit it. Right. And I, you know, I don't think it was a twist. You know, anybody would have done the same thing. He was just trying to protect not only himself but others. Yeah. Well, you know, and definitely when he when he took the bracelet and he gives it back to her and he's like, I, I kept this for when you get your memory back. You get well, the, he didn't I, want to see it before because Lex could have gotten a hold well, of it. Well, yeah, and two, you also understand that Clark realized this is just a bracelet, you know? Right. This this has no, no mystical powers or anything. No, there's no nothing to unlock with it. It's not a key to anything. It's just sentimental value of something. And that, it has the House of L symbol on it. And so had right, Lex gotten just, his hands on that, would have been trouble. would have been a problem, yeah. And it was just something that Clark's mom gave Kara. And if you go back, now, and watch that scene and the way they shot it with the slow-mo and everything, it has a whole different emotional feel to it, knowing that Clark is just trying to protect Kara and himself. Because it's more like he's troubled by it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a burden, I guess. And so, and they had a, and, and again, I, I say again, I said this at the beginning of season seven, and I say it now, I have been surprised with how much I like Kara. Because uh-huh. I I never really got the Supergirl character and could never really get my hands around her, didn't really realize what she brought to the table. And they have done an outstanding job, in my mind, with bringing Kara onto the show and what she's brought to the table this season. And that, I agree and that wholeheartedly. Well, then um, you uh, then from the barn, with Clark fixing the barn and everything, uh, what you go to... Luther Court. Is that when we go to Luther Court? Clark and Lionel. Oh, I mean, you're winding down here at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, but I thought we cut to the farmhouse first with Patricia Swan with the ice pack on the back of her head. 
Yeah, that is probably the next. Yeah, I thought we that... do do this out of order because people have said when we did hero out of order, we do it in how we feel it's important yeah. to the story. Yeah, a lot of that loves filler scenes. Yeah, like well, I, uh, I mean, usually any scene with Jimmy in it, we leave towards it because we don't really, <laughs> don't really have anything. We go to do ahead anything. and get out of the way. Well, the, yeah, the whole scene in the farmhouse though with him and Patricia Swan was a big deal to me because, um, you know, first off, you finally get to see her motives. She wanted. She wanted the last son of Krypton to protect him from Lionel, basically. Because right. she didn't know, you know, she's coming to the table with not without all the knowledge that she could have. She knows what her father said about him. And um, she gives Clark the last journal that, that Virgil Swan wrote, you know, through a transcriber or whatever. And um, a lot of Kryptonian writing in there. Very much so. And Clark hones in on one page that talks about the Traveler will reshape the world. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and 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 here is what and the and the reason I, I wanted to talk about this is because this is one of my more favorite moments of the whole season, maybe even the whole show. Because when Clark looks and he makes a statement, he says, "I just hope that I can live up to what everyone expects me to be." Right. He's no longer walking away from the cape. You know, this isn't Clark fighting his destiny now, wanting to stay on the farm. This is Clark saying, "Well, I guess I have to step up and be something." But now my fear is that I'm not going to be what everyone expects me to be. Right, and and so he, which is a far better morale to have than that's not for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's it, there's an acceptance there with Clark, and there is and now the fear of, and, and I guess it'd be the fear of anyone who thinks you know who has all this hype about him and who has all this stuff about him is is what happens when I mess up, what happens when I screw up, and of course Patricia Swan steps in in a very motherly, you use the term motherly even way. Of saying, you know, my dad always told me that no matter how strong the sun is, it's always night on one side of the earth. Isn't that like the coolest quote ever? That was a great <laughs> quote, and um, and and for and that no matter how great his light is, there's always going to be evil to face. Mm-hmm. And that she said, and she said, now, I'm going to be here to help you along the way. And now, no, Derek, I'm going to tell you straight up, I truly, honestly thought. That with all the contract things we've been hearing about who's staying, who's going, everything, I said they have nailed this chick in for several episodes next season. At that point, unfortunately, I, I, unfortunately, I went in with the knowledge that that wouldn't be happening because I knew I knew that her demise would be met. I actually thought it was going to happen at the beginning of Veritas, so they got went ahead and got it out of the way. But um, yeah, I knew that. that well, that I just, I mean, I really now, that would did. be cool. That would be yeah. very cool. And uh, and and so you know they talk. Well, then you go to Luther Corp. And uh, yeah, oh my gosh, John Glover did such a, did a great job here. Again, I'm always impressed by actors. <laughs> this this made up for the awkward hug. Yeah, earlier in the season. <laughs> well, I'm always impressed by actors when they can you know emote without words. And and Lionel is in a position we've not seen him in in a long time. He's looking. He didn't look just anxious and nervous. He looked scared. I think he thought he's had enough run-ins with the Kents to know that if they are, I mean, they they they're trigger happy. Jonathan and Clark Kent are they're hotheads. Yeah, they're and, hot-heads. and if something doesn't go down the way they like it, they're quick to throw somebody around. And, and so it's happened at the barn several times, and I think he thought that the minute Clark was going to walk in the door, he was going to get thrown into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> or out the window even. Yeah. You know, I mean, because how many times has Clark come close? And uh, and so there Clark shows up, and, and he... But it con- was so... 
and I, I if you or if you're fixed to say this, I'm sorry. It was very. It was so much more Superman than Clark Kent. It, yeah, it really was. It was. I, it hope, was, I hope you weren't fixing to say that. No, I, I wasn't. Take it away I, from I, I wasn't at all. It was ticked off Superman. It was General. Would you care to step outside, Superman? It was you very know? much. You're nothing to me. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. let you bother me. Yeah, and and so as Lionel starts to try to talk his way out of it. You know, no, not this time. And, and and I loved when Lionel says, "I was trying to protect you, son." And he, you're not my father. You know, and it's, it's like, something we've heard him say to him many times before, but it's been a while because he had become much more accepting and much more blind to his faults. Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's like this time, it's for real, Lionel. You're not his father. You're not my father, and I'm not going to accept this anymore, and I'm not going to take your lies anymore. And then, you know, Lionel, he, you know, he, he confronts Lionel on everything about, you killed these people, you've done this, you've done all this. And Lionel says, I'm a different man now than I was. No, you're not. Good stuff. Oh, my gosh, was it good this stuff. Was, this was very much, and if anybody had problems with this episode, I don't know how you would, but it's so much more a lead-up to Veritas, because this was going to kind of be a two-part season. Because you remember... Next week was supposed to be the season finale because of the writer's strike. But I attribute this more to, the to um, you know, how uh, Oracle let up the vessel. Yeah, yep. That's that's the way I feel about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you said when we started out talking about Traveler, you mentioned the writers and how good a job they did. They took an episode that was really a lot of exposition. Oh, you know? Seven years worth. Yeah, and totally made it work into something that you're just... It, you were gripped by it the entire time you're watching it, and you know. And then again, you didn't need I, a whole lot of action. Oh sure, you didn't. You didn't have to have it because you had, as Alan Miles have said, leading up to these episodes, you had seven years worth of mythology that you needed to catch up on and tie in on, and they did a great job of that. I think they did a fantastic job, you know. But then, then comes the big. And if there was a twist in the episode, it was this, um, you know. Driving over the bridge, the driver stops, gets out, walks back to Patricia Swan's door. She rolls down her window. Why are we stopping? And it was a neat long shot. You know, the camera comes they've out never, of the distance. Yeah, I don't think they've ever used that before on the. And I was in, I was kind of in and out of our chat for the most of the night. I wasn't really. Uh, hey, JC just got our screen caps done. Hey, JC. So that means this episode's going to be up extra early for you guys. I was waiting on that, and JC came through. Um, and I can't wait to see what the um, book looks like now. Because I'll have those screenshots and I can see what the stuff says in Kryptonian. And since I <laughs> completely know how to read Kryptonian and I don't have a life that I there can you sit go. here on the so go. pathetic. <laughs> but, um, she, but, um, but that long but, shot, that was a neat long shot when he who, you hear the two shots from the gun. Who didn't see that coming? I was in the chat and the minute it happened, everybody was like, no, wait a minute. Oh my God. I was like, who didn't see that coming? I, I didn't see it coming until they showed her again. I mean, when they showed her driving, I'm like, oh, she's about to die. You know, I I really honestly thought when she told Clark she'd be around, I really said, well, they're going to have her around in a few more episodes mm, next season. No, if nothing, that was foreshadowing to me that, you know, some people ask me if I hate going in knowing stuff and not knowing stuff. And if nothing more to me, if I had gone in blindly, that would have been nothing more than foreshadowing uh that she was going down. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to take an apartment in Metropolis. Didn't she be living in... Well, no, that was in New York that he was yeah. in the planetarium anyway. So I, I, that was just, to me, but that the, was... Yeah, the death, I'm going down quick. But the death, to me, wasn't the twist of the episode. 
No. The twist of the episode is because when the minute she shot, I'm thought, Lionel, you magnificent bastard, you. And then it cuts to the hand cleaning off that locket. And it's Lex. Yep. Wiping the blood off of her locket. Yep. And comparing it to the pig, you know, looking at it and looking at the old painting of the Veritas logo or the symbol or whatever. Well, there's reasons he needs, and you see it in the trailer, but it's been said before, and we know that there's reasons that he wanted that locket. Yep. And he he needed it, and she was going to be she was going to do nothing more than get in the way. Yep. And in um, typical Smallville form, they just you know they close out there. It's one of the few episodes of the season that hasn't ended with a musical montage. That's true. Uh, but it was a very dark. Oh, it's set up next week so good, you guys don't even know. You know, the, um, most people point to season three as being the best season, season. Yeah, yes. uh, of the series. This felt like a season three episode. Uh, a lot of the stuff this season has felt like a season three episode. Yeah, yeah. I've been very... Maybe that's why I've liked it so much. Because season three, is, I've always put it up on a pedestal. And, you know, it's always been far above and beyond. Well, I love the other seasons, don't get me wrong. There's not... A bad season, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, but this just, season but, has had a good balance of the lightheartedness and the the dark, deep stories. You know, th- season three this, had a hard time getting the, that balance. This is the Superman season. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I hate they quit doing this because in the beginning they did all this. the 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 theme of season one was "Who am I," and season two theme was "Where am I from," and the season three theme was "Where am I going." And season four was where do I begin? And they've kind of dropped that off. Yeah. Since since that happened, and I would love it if they kind of reaffirmed where all those uh, belonged. But um, yeah, just a real dark dark ending. I mean, if nothing more, the well, you know, if nothing more, the episode sixteen titled "Descent." Yes. It's just real. It's it's going to get darker before it gets brighter. There's going to be hope when it's it's not going to end on this amazingly good note at the end of season eight when this show ends. You know it, it can't. It, it's going to be unfortunate. However, it goes down. Alexa's is going to be full on evil, and th- it's just going to there's going to be so much doubt. But there's going to be this hope at the end of it. So where, it where, however, we see that. Would Red you compare boots. it to Revenge of the Sith with you know the babies? Bigger. Looking out into the sun. Bigger. Bigger hope. More hope. It could. I don't know. Is that, I, I, mean, have pro- it, I have problems with the end of Revenge of the Sith, anyways. Don't get me started that's on fine. that. Well, it was like, hey, we just wasted two and a half hours. We need to clear everything up in the next six minutes, real quick. <laughs> um, and that was the, in the theater. I felt real shafted because that was the best of the three films. And then they, at the, in the last six minutes, Rushing they were like, we got in. a lot of plot holes we need to figure out real yeah. quick. Um, like the last ten minutes of the final episode needs to be this huge, um, almost in the same way last week was because I, I've, I've almost kind of started liking One Republic after that song, the that slow motion Clark. It's too put late that thing into the ground. We have that, but you remember the um the season three, the Covenant yeah. finale with yeah. the operatic oh, and everything. Yes. Yeah. Fuse those two together in a song that represents the show. Even go further than that. There's an acoustic version of Save Me out there that I have on CD <gasps> that um, Remy Zero did live, and it's real slow. Oh. Do I must that, hear that for like the last 
six minutes of the series finale and just everything's in slow motion, all this stuff happening. You see every character. If you could go back and see characters from the first few seasons that aren't on the show anymore, you see Pete, you see Martha. You know, it probably won't happen, but it'd be great to just see where these people are at in their lives now. And maybe the last thing you see is just all of these characters looking up. Mm. And that's it. That's a good ending, sir. You don't see Clark for the last maybe even two minutes of the episode. You just see all these characters at some point or another in the streets of Metropolis looking up, and that's it. That outdoes my outdoes. That outdoes. <laughs> that outdoes my version of how I'd like it to end. Um, I really always imagine just kind of an ending where Clark is is leaving to go after you know the training or whatever. And and the screen kind of goes black, and then it comes up, and you recognize some time has passed, and uh, and somehow they get Michael McKean there, and you and it opens up in the office of the Daily Planet, and Clark's coming in on his first day, and Lois is like Smallville, good to see you, this kind of thing, and um, and then all of a sudden Jimmy, you know, it, just a classic Superman moment where Jimmy comes in and says, Hey, did you hear this is going down? And uh, and Clark's like, Well, I need to go cover that, and you don't really see anything but him walk into like a like a broom closet, and then you just hear the sound of the whoosh. And uh, uh, Now, that would be a good way to end it, because I don't. People ask us all the time, do we want to see the suit? No. No. I do not want to see the suit. I do not want to see hints of the suit. I don't want to, you know, Schneider always tells me the way he would have ended the show is is you see Clark open up a closet in the Kent farm. You see a rusty doorknob, old door, he opens it up. All you see is just a red piece of fabric like the cape, hanging, mm. and he grabs it and pulls it and shuts the door, and it closes in the blackness of the closet. That would work. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see any yeah. indication of red. Bl- I don't want to see it. I don't mind they've brought in the House of El Shield now, the, the, you know, the Phantom Zone, Trapper, and Care Symbol. I don't mind that. I think that's a really good nod to where the series needs to go, but I don't like... Yeah, I don't want to see. It's Tom not Welling. who our Clark is. It's not who our Clark is. Yeah, I don't want to see Tom Welling opening up his shirt and the S symbol being there. No, and you we know, won't. Hopefully, we you know, will not I, see that. But. I, I just, in my mind, that end was, you know, just kind of, you know, here he is. He's arrived to where he's going to be. Now, if you now if you go on your ending and you see him take the glasses off and he starts to undo the tie and the door shuts, I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That would be okay. Yeah, I just don't want to see it. That, I agree. When yeah, I think, we're when in total I think of it. There. When I think of it, I just see Martha, Chloe, you know, Lois. I see these people in just real slow motion, this real ominous song that's got everybody welled up because, you know, everybody's like, oh, God, this is it, eight years, and it's all over with. And it's, you know, it's lasting. You see how these, you see Lex, you just see all these people. And at one moment or another, each of them just starts looking up at the sky, and you see all of them, one after the other, look to the sky, and then just boom, gone. Mm. Out. Eight years. See you, baby. I love it. I love it. Let me write for the show, everyone. Please. And and how about how about pull a now would you be willing to do this? Pull a season two and, and rip off some John Williams music because it's what are they gonna do? Uh yeah. You know, like yes, even please. the Krypton fanfare even as they're doing that. Just, yes, please. Work it into the song. Oh, a little bit, even if it was score. I mean, it doesn't have to be some song that they picked up. It doesn't. Listen, have to be. Mark Snow could do that up, sir. Well, I mean, I understand that completely. That yeah. it could be, it could be this just real. He has a way of doing a very depressing, everything in the world is going wrong song, and a very uplifting 
point to it. I don't know. The, 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 I think of, I, I, for instance, you to the season three in credits movie on the uh, music on the DVD. Yeah. It's oh, this very dude, dark. I love that. Yeah. This very dark, ominous, like everything is wrong in the world, but there's hope in the song. Yeah, you can hear the hope. In the, yeah, it is yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's, almost, it's almost a Clark theme. Very much so. Everything in, in the fact, world's going on around you. Nobody, there's, there's wrong in the world. There's evil in the world. You got to fight the evil. But I'm gonna be the one that does that. In fact, if you watch the season premiere of season three, when Clark steps into the phone booth and he takes the ring off and he calls, yeah, home, the music that's playing is a very slow, light piano version of that music. Oh, you've made me so happy, Steve. Did I'm pumped know? now. I'm pumped. Have you yeah, I did know that? that. I did. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very much so. I'm Derek. What are you talking about? I know. I know. Uh, I'm, no, just, I'm saying. just playing. I'm not. Not cocky like that. Well, dude, uh, and I meant for this to be a huge episode, but it's we've just kept going and going. And, and while we have continued to go, um, let's just say Traveler was amazing. Oh, uh, it was awesome, dude. And let's just uh, let, let, let's get into some emails real quick before let's we do close it out this episode and go into some spoilers. It's, it's going to be a huge episode. I apologize for the length, but I hope we've done you a service um i hope and i hope we can do this again next week with veritas well uh, and let's be honest we've talked more smallville in this episode than we have in the past since i've been on the show <laughs> there was less us more than anything else uh we've, we've done a good job congratulations steve I'm popping some bubbly after this one um this first one comes to us from now some of these date back a little bit but it, but um because we have our time sifting through we got a lot here so it's hard to sift through emails but we do read all of them so uh, so let's get to a few here. And and thanks to everybody who emailed in to congratulate us about Comic-Con. We're honored. We're looking forward to that. Um, we got to get our tickets. I I, I think <laughs> we got our hotel room today. Awesome. Awesome. So we're good. We're not telling you where we're staying. No. <laughs> Steve gets off the airplane. Where are you guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, this first one comes to us from Abraham. Abe says, Hey, Derek and Steve, I've just begun downloading your podcast since I saw the season six documentary about small little fans and realized you had a podcast about the show. That's us. I interjected that part. He says, I'm from Mexico, by the way. Hey, Mexican fans of House of L. My point here is that I've been wanting, or I've been... Which to the Mexican means House of the. House of the, yes. (laughs) Um, He's been wanting to know if the small little fandom... Uh, or people in the Smallville fans have brought up that the plot of Veritas has been cooking since over a year ago, as I've been told. I've just bought the Season 6 DVD and just finished watching the Green Arrow Chronicles and the Justice and Doom mini-episodes, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. I can't believe that nowhere in the Smallville sites I visit, they brought up the first episode of the Green Arrow Chronicles. Ollie's parents were talking about the swans, but what hit me the most was the last episode of Justice and Doom. The whole episode was a blast, but the scene with the queens, the teagues, the swans, and the luthers reunited really hit me. Please talk about all this and give your thoughts on the podcast, which is amazing. Um, thank you, Abraham. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the Justice and Doom thing. Um, I, I enjoyed it because it, uh, it began to tie things together, and you got Martian Manhunter bringing in, and they start talking about Virgil Swan, and then you get to the end. But the game was really confusing. I didn't, I couldn't get into yeah, it. Yeah, the game was um, confusing, but I played it because I wanted to win. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't get the car. So, do you know I heard about the guy that got that car? Did I tell you that story? No. The guy that got that car, uh, was, I don't remember if it was a Yaris or what it was, but when the thing got over with, he went off on vacation for like six weeks. When he came back, and I may be wrong on the story on some of the details, he came back, he, but he'd take a leave of absence from work and went on vacation with his family or something. He came back, had his 
like his house had burned down. No, his car had caught on fire, and he had lost his job in the same day. Oh, and, wow. And they had been trying to contact him for six weeks. Warner Brothers had to tell him he won the car, and they couldn't get a hold of him. And he got back, and he lost his job, and the car blew up, and he, he won that car. Well, that was lucky for him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty neat when I heard that. Um, you can go back and say that this has been cooking since season six and the Justice and Doom and the Oliver Queen thing. Are you? I still would say this has been, and this is the steadfast that I'm holding to, that this has been cooking since um, the summer between season three and four and all this Sears stuff and everything. This was an original plot that's just been adapted into now. Is, is the way I feel about it. What do yeah, you think, I think Steve? I think it's more along the lines of what you're doing. And obviously with that Justice and Doom, they said, well, here's something that's coming down the pipe. Let's go ahead and throw this out there for the Uber fans. Yeah, yeah. We've actually got another email kind of pointing this. This one comes to us from Troy. Troy says, hey, guys, love you from New York. And I wasn't sure if anybody noticed. I'm sure you guys have. But I was watching Oliver Queen Chronicles and Justice Doom the other day. And even Legacy from Season 3, which is one of my favorite episodes of the series. I'm just interjecting. He says, there were hints of a secret society awaiting the arrival of an alien. Thank you, Troy. You're driving it home for me. It says, in Legacy, there were hints of Swan and Lyle knowing each other a long time before then. In Justice and Doom, in Episode 5, we see a society with people who look like Swan and Lionel. The caption says under it, Swan Tower. And in the Oliver Queen Chronicles, when Robert is talking to Oliver, a man says on the intercom that his guest has arrived. And we flash to Oliver playing with a warrior angel toy. And then a room away, Bridget Crosby and Robert Robert Queen are talking about the Virgil Swan Society. He also says in Fracture, the society is revealed to be the Veritas Society. Now, most of us know what the Veritas, the 15th Season 7 episode, has a flashback to the Veritas Society, which will hopefully answer some questions. And I had a lot of fans, and and I and a lot of fans have had since Legacy. And we know that Veritas means truth, which is what the society was looking for, and that Lionel and Swan and Teague were after since Season 2. And I'm wondering what you guys had to say on this. Still kind of drives home the point we're driving at. We believe that this is an idea that they cooked up a long time ago. Uh, a group of people awaiting Clark based on, um, you know, the Kawachi Caves, just everything that's been left there before. And because of certain aspects of the show, certain speed bumps, the death of Christopher Reeve, this stuff has been adapted to, instead of a, a, a group of cloaked people waiting, it's now uh, these millionaires, these four multi-millionaires, these moguls that were, you know, awaiting him. I mean, there, I, I, there was I, a bunch I, of stuff online and let me get your thoughts on this. Okay. There was a bunch of stuff online in season one or two, uh, the Ezra small stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, how much does that play into it? Cause I don't really remember everything about that. They said they were going to try and tie in some, uh, and you know, whether or not they do, they said they were going to try and tie in some Ezra Small prophecy and Lana's other uh, ancestors. You know, the Smalls are, of course, Lana's, Ezra Small's Lana's ancestor, but um, well, Lana's so, French So the ancestors. thing is, is this idea could have been around... Long time. Yeah, since season two. Or uh, they, I think he just said that. Or they, Yeah, or they were able to leave it so well open that they could tie everything together now. Sure. Um, which I think works out really well. At some point, this stuff needed to come together, and I think the first, I think this idea has been cooking like season two stuff that they could tie in, and then you get to season four, and they've got this idea. What really took the first steps towards this, and I think Abraham and Troy, you, you're hitting it on the head here, is definitely the Justice and Doom 
and Oliver Queen Chronicles, when they finally realized we need to tie all this stuff together. And they did a very good job of doing that. And I think those were the first real steps to bring us where we are now with all these converging storylines. Yep. I think that's the best way to say it. Uh, this one comes from Jason. Jason says, hey guys, I'm a little new to the world of podcasts. Well, let us introduce you, Jason. We host several fine podcasts here. And, and, and there's one at Geek Out Online you might want to skip. But you know, That's th- geekoutonline.com, where Geek Out Loud is the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. I'm a little new to the world of podcasts, and I've been listening <laughs> to yours for the last few days, trying to play catch-up. It says I'm up to justice so far, which that's a lot of catch-up from episode 19 on. And so far, I think that the show is great. Thank you. Keep up the good work, and hopefully I will be current soon as Jason from Reno, Nevada. And Jason, think... I'd like to I'd like to apologize right now for the... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Jason Superclerk? I think Jason's Superclerk. Is Jason Superclerk? Maybe Superclerk has caught up with us. Hmm. Well, I want to apologize then to Jason um, because, wow, the show has definitely gone downhill since I joined. <laughs> And that is by, and that's I have no fault of good theirs. news, and and it's not merchandise whoring at all. If you come to Comic Con, and and we've got an email here from Raymond. Raymond's asking about House of L t-shirts. Not only will we have House of L t-shirts available, but I need to know. So if you want a House of L t-shirt, and even if you're not going to be at Comic Con, you want to order one, email us at mail at and let us know that you want a House of L t-shirt. If you come to Comic Con, you will be able to purchase the first eighteen episodes of House of L. Wow. The lost episodes. Wow. For very cheap price, all 18 episodes. That's all 18 huge. hour long episodes, you will be able to get those. Uh, I've, it's, I've done some soul searching, and it's time that somebody had these. So if, if you come to Comic Con, if you're in attendance, you will be able to call these your own. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'll also have Geek Out Online t shirts available. <laughs> we'll be throwing those out at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try and sneak a potato gun in if I can. Please take these. I'll give you fifty cent if you take it from. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's let's see what else we've got here. Um, we've got one here from Matt from Lauderdale, Florida. Matt says, "Hey Derek and Steve, first I want to say great episode on Hero. You guys are awesome together and really funny. I am right with you guys on the advertising for the show. I'm not a big fan of that, but I guess if Smallville has the money to do bigger things with it, then it's okay by me." I love Pete being back, and I do agree that it wasn't the return I was hoping for. I didn't like all the blame and jealousy, though. The only thing other than the episode that surprised me was how much Lex and his goon really kicked the crap out of Pete. But of course, of course, Clark always saves the day, or at least tries to. And I'm really looking forward to Traveler and Veritas. As for the potential upcoming death of a series regular, Lionel is the only one that would make sense. Killing off Chloe just wouldn't be right. As from Matt. Matt, thank you for pointing something out. I'd like to thank Stride Gum for funding uh, Veritas and Traveler. (laughs) It took care of it for a few more episodes. I mean, hello, you got an hour-long commercial, Stride. Uh, This next one comes to us from Paul. Paul says, hey, I watched the episode Hero again and noticed that there's a huge mistake towards the end of the episode when Pete is talking to Chloe. This is something you and I talked about, Steve, but we didn't mention on the show. Um, and we've kind of taken some slack for this, but I don't really see a point in mentioning it, but I'm, I'm going to address it now. Uh, he says, when Pete starts to leave, he puts a piece of gum in his mouth. When Chloe gives him a look, he says, don't worry, it's kryptonite free. He says, Jimmy is standing behind him and starts to laugh before saying his goodbyes. Jimmy knows nothing of krypton or kryptonite. He knows it as meteor rocks. He says, they've been doing an awesome job lately, but that was a huge mistake by the writers. Um, 
knowing Jimmy and knowing the way they write for Jimmy, I think Jimmy would have come up and said, Kryptonite? Don't you? Yeah. I, uh, he didn't knowing, hear it. Knowing, or, Jimmy, uh, yeah. knowing Jimmy and knowing the way they write Jimmy, Jimmy, I think, was just laughing to fit in. Yeah. He saw them laughing, so he's like, I'll walk up and laugh, too. <laughs> it's like two people talking to German, and an English guy walks up, and they're laughing, and he's like, ah, yeah, but it's... <laughs> uh, and I really think if he had been in on it, he would have been, as soon as Pete walks off, he would have gone up to Chloe and been like, kryptonite, bird, 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 you know, so I, I don't think that that's, um, that's the case at all. So, great emails, everybody. Thank you Marvel so much. Marvel Comics would give us a no prize for that. We have one more. Oh, do we have one more? Yeah, and this is, speaking of bringing hope, um, in all the stuff that went on last week with the, with the problems with um, that other forum and everything, um, <laughs> I don't know offense against television without pity. I think they've just got some users on there that need to I'm watch themselves. I'm offended by television without pity. <laughs> um, we got this. It says, Hi, Derek and Steve. I wanted to drop you a line and give you a special thanks. Monday I got a distressing call that my mother had been rushed to the hospital and it didn't look good. I had to race to the hospital in heavy traffic for 45 minutes. I was beside myself. I tried the radio, but my mind just kept racing. Then I remembered that you had just updated Shoe. I plugged in my iPod and listened to your episode of Hero. I was laughing in no time. It was exactly what I needed. I listened to all of your podcasts, and you never cease to enlighten and entertain me. I can't thank you guys enough. As for my mom, we got some good news today. She's doing well, and hopefully she'll be released soon. Love you guys. Linda Wilkins. Linda, here's your long-distance dedication. (laughs) Is there someone out there tonight? (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) You know, I don't... I honestly... I was so honored by yeah, this email because like word. i honestly if i if i've got my mom in the hospital the last thing i'm going to think about doing is popping in one of our podcasts yeah definitely you so, know and uh, then and then to know i mean that that really linda thank you for that because that really is awesome and we hope your mom is doing much better and you know our thoughts and prayers are with you guys we, you know, that and, really came to steve and i as something good because steve and i were kind of upset after all that crap happened last week, uh, or actually over the weekend when all this stuff was going down with the whole Chloe and Lex thing, we were like, this is just, we were getting fed up with stuff. And then you, you sent that email Linda, and we were like, you know what? Screw everybody that doesn't care. And let's, let's do it for the people that do. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. And, and so, and seriously, Linda, we do hope your mom's okay and, and everything worked out. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Then uh, our thoughts or with your family, thank you for that email. It meant a lot to Steve and I. It's always good to get those real, those real nice ones that, um, that mean a lot to both of us. We've got uh, a few spoilers to go over, and uh, we'll be doing that after the music. Go to housevillepodcast.com or smallvillepodcast.com. Or geekoutonline.com. Or geekoutonline. I'm just going to, you know, lead, lead the blind. I'm just going into it, you know, or geekoutonline.com. And, uh, you know, check it all out. Tim's got his reviews of, of every episode up. He's the weekend after the air. And we're not doing a uh, supernatural show. So, uh, that was a cruel joke by, perpetrated by Derek. <laughs> your arts. <laughs> um, so, go to that. Go to the forums. Forums.housefellpodcast.com. Thanks to all our new moderators on the forums. And uh, people who have been uh, keeping an eye on stuff, we appreciate that. As always, mail us, mail at housemailpodcast.com. Anyway, you can get in touch with us, we're there. We're on MySpace, we're on Facebook. Uh, it's not hard to find us if you really need to. And uh, let's go to geekoutonline.com. 
Heck yeah, go to geekoutonline.com. And go to crossroadscast.tumblr.com. Yeah, if you're a Supernatural fan. Go to the10thwonder.com. And go to... Uh, what's our other show? Scott X Podcast. <laughs> wow, we got to do one of those, pal. Where's Geek Out Online episode 10? Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Uh, I believe when I see it. Stay tuned for spoilers after this, guys, and thank you all for listening to Star Wars House of Al. Bye. secret longer than you imagine most things we're searching for are closer than we realize what's coming is so terrible smallville all new next thursday at 8 7 central on the cw all right we're back with spoilers and what you just heard was the audio from the trailer for veritas a disappointing trailer if i do say so myself I guess it got a lot of people excited for what is to come, but given the basis of what we know around the episode, I was left wanting a little more, and hopefully when the 32nd trailer airs later this week, I'll, I'll get what I was missing. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Steve? What's your name? Um, what, who are you? What is your name? <laughs> I'm Tucker. Um, <laughs> no, you'd be asleep right now, and we wouldn't be doing an episode. <laughs> uh, it moved real fast, you know, so I couldn't really catch anything that was going on. Um, but the one line that really intrigued me was when Lionel says something about knowing your secret longer or protecting your secret longer than you know. Yeah. Well, I mean that, I think that's going to go kind of go into the, um, the whole Veritas thing because it's always, if if this is true, well, of course it is true. The fact that this society has been around and that they've been doing this since the late eighties, the mid eighties. They've been watching the skies for this traveler. He's had Clark in the back of his mind the whole time. Well, if you go back to the earlier seasons when Lex began to get real interested in Clark, behind the scenes Lionel was too. 
So there's a good bet that um, that Lionel, if he hasn't had a hunch, he's known. We're going to be doing a good bit of globe hopping in this episode. Lex is going to be hot on the trail of some things, and you see him looking for the keys to stuff. There's a key in Patricia Swan's uh, locket, and there's some other keys that he needs to find that are going to lead him to a uh, lockbox. 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 <laughs> the lockbox. Uh, and what he finds there is... The secret to the internet. Yes. <laughs> and pants. Um, <laughs> and you can kind of see it, and look down there now, and you'll, you'll see a screenshot, because I've already taken one, because JC went ahead and sent me the trailer. You see um, the thing he was holding. You remember the white? You really have yeah. it real quick. If you look at it, it is a... Di- I don't know, diagrams, diorama is <laughs> the best word, but it's latitude and longitude points with and mm. then I think they're coordinates, the coordinates, chief. whatever. They nice. I just caught that by the way too. They, they, uh, okay, good, good. <laughs> you can edit that out so you don't seem like an. <laughs> no, idiot. that was really good. I'm gonna leave that in. <laughs> I'm thinking they're coordinates, chief. Um, if the only thing that would have been better is if we had both at the same time said their coordinates. Um, <laughs> they make out there's a there's a grayed darkened shadowed out V the Veritas symbol in it. Mm, and, okay, um, I didn't catch that. It looks like points of location. Uh, now you'll have to find out next week where those points of location lead to. All I'm saying about that. Let's read the official description, which has really nothing to do with Veritas or Lex or Lionel at all. But it's something we've been wanting to see. Kara. Since they mentioned it last. Hush, I'm going to read it. Let's see. They mentioned it over the summer, didn't they? I'm going to read now. I'm sorry. sorry. Kara decides to teach Clark how to fly in order to strengthen his chances against Brainiac. However, Brainiac seems to have the upper hand against the Super Cousins, and some of Clark's loved ones are caught in the crossfire. Brainiac, here's your long-distance request and dedication. I knew this was coming. Right. Initial reaction of reading this. I know what's happening. We know what's happening in Veritas, and we know that early on in the season we said we might get to see some flying lessons between Kara and Clark. Now, when I thought of that when i heard initially i'm thinking okay lazy saturday afternoon sitting on top of the barn care grabs clark takes him up to the stratosphere and drop, and drops you know him. that kind of stuff just ha- just yeah. having fun with each other this is a whole lot more like commencement countdown on the screen you gotta fly now yeah this is like this is like clark Get teaching care to use her super hearing on the de- you know because if you don't figure this out the world's going to blow I, up. This is not speculation. Th- th- this isn't because this is spoilers, and I will tell you this much. This are you going to say it? What? I don't know. You don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is the most Superman episode there has ever been. Not because not be- not because Kara's teaching Clark how to fly. The stuff that happens in the episode is so, like, like, and you, you start reading into it and you realize that Brainiac's got the upper hand and you, and you start thinking, you know what I thought when I read it? No, oh, I'm talking you, to you. You know what I, I thought when I read it, and then I was giving you background. And I enjoyed music, it because it's going to awesome. be awesome when they go back and they're like, oh, it's we not, rule. We rock. We rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, it's getting you lit. know what, I think 
Brainiac flying around town, screwing stuff up, Clark having to put out fires all over the place. Oh. And then it hits and then it hits too close to home. Can are we going to see Brainiac and Clark fight? Oh, I should hope so and I hope it's not. I hope I it's hope not that so. solitude fight. I hope it's grand scale. Yes. This episode hits the ground running. And of course they've changed what happens at the end. I don't know what happens at the end now. I'm sure, I think it's still going to be uh, well, I kind of have an, an inkling, but um because we're going to be off for 2 weeks, I believe it's going to be a cliffhanger to episode 16 when we come back. It's just going to be a much milder cliffhanger. Um right. But that's what I see when I read all this. I think that you're going to have this flashback to the 80s. You're going to see young Lex, the guy that played him in the kid that played him in Fracture that did a really good job. You know, Connor Stanhope, he's going to play him again. You're going to see um the Teagues, you know, you're going to see all this stuff. I I don't think they'll cast a young Christopher Reeve or young Virgil Swan. I don't you know what would be cool? You know, I'm just going to say, you know what would be cool if they did go Brandon Ralph, bring him in. That oh, I was about to say bring the same him, thing. Bring him in and make him young Virgil Swan. Make it make it cool. That would be make cool. it cool if you're going to do it. I, you know, they're probably not going to. He'll, he probably won't be there. Um, Brian Peterson and Kelly Sounders wrote the episode with James Marshall directing. Um, just going to be classic, classic team of Smallville. Just going to be huge. Um, and when I read it, when I read all the stuff about it, when I picture it in my head, when I see that trailer, I see that shot of Clark laying on the ground, and I think he's at the Kent farm, and the way it, the stuff looks behind him, like he's been knocked off his feet, and there's this fear in his face that I don't know if we've ever seen on this show before. You know, it, it wasn't even like, you know, when he goes in the Phantom Zone, it's like, oh, I'm pissed off. So he's on the ground, and, he, and this shot on his face, and you're just like, Oh, it's go time. He he's he's mad yeah, as hell the, and he ain't gonna take it anymore. <laughs> the the trailer moved. I've got to sit down and watch it because it moves. I so watched fast. it about so twelve times waiting on you, just kind of scrolling through it. And most of what you see is Lex and Lionel. Um and, and Lex going to this place and finding this box and, and, and getting the information out of it. But it's it's um oh, oh, oh. I want next Thursday to be here now. Yes. If they could have combined traveling, and I think they should have done that, I really do. I think that now that we had the five more episodes, I think they should have said traveling Veritas in in one night. CW would never do that, but I would absolutely love them if they did. Um, it's really what I see, though. I see, I see this, this, and I've said it before tonight: cat and mouse game of Brainiac just going around, just screwing with Clark. I know he's got bigger fish to fry, but it's because he can. And and it's and Clark going around trying to put out fi- you know proverbial fires all over town. Whether or not he's dropping billboards on people, whatever the crap he's doing. Well, yeah, it has to have something though. I mean, Brainiac's going to have to have some other plan other and than Kara just to is the key to his Clark. plan. And, yes, and and and, yep. and it all comes back to Kara. But Lana factors in a lot of this too. Um, factors into his plan, so it's gonna it's. If if he just starts screwing with him and doing all this stuff and 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 Clark can't keep up, Clark's gonna get hurt and not. I'm holding kryptonite out. Do you hurt hurt like I'm gonna hurt those around you? Right. Yeah. That's just what I I see when I read it, and I think that's exactly the way it's gonna go down. I called you know before ever seeing Traveler. I called it. 
just I, I nailed that. So I want to I want to nail Veritas just as much as I did that. So I'm hoping uh, good stuff abounds. I'm just glad I'm glad we're going to get to see the flying lessons they've been talking about since early on in the season and a little. Bit yeah, before. well, the reason a lot of that didn't happen is because the strike was imminent. And a lot of that stuff yeah. got down to it. So that spoiler is going to be epic next week. Probably, I would venture to say the biggest, I mean, and I said it last week, bigger than Reckoning, bigger than Justice. Yeah, I do think that this is probably going to be the biggest Smallville episode And ever. I hope a lot of people aren't disappointed by it, because you read that official description in it, that does set a precedent. You read that about flying lessons and trying to keep up with the Brainiac and all that, and you're like, that sets a bar that, they need to top if they're going to do that. And I have a feeling it's going to happen. Just a <sighs> strong inkling. And it needs to get here now. Until then, we'll see you next time on episode 81 of Starville's House of Hell. <laughs> Thanks so much Good for night, joining everybody. us. Good night. <laughs>